and it's about goddamn time we finally got the man, the myth, the legend on, it's been a long time coming, Big Booty Bergen, you might know him as Connor Bleep That, Connor Bleep That, he's he's finally on. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just going to tell you to start bleeping your own shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of bleeping, man, uh, the first question that everybody wants to know is, what's the wildest thing you've had to bleep out on this podcast since you edit and produce these things? <laughs> Dude, I don't... I don't know if it's been a while. I think it was with Tyler ble- like saying the same shit like four or five times of like, you can't say that. Why are you saying that? No, I, 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 I don't feel like there's nothing too wild. I think the wildest thing I can think of uh, off the top of my head where I went back and went, make sure this is bleeped was when fucking Tyler said his phone number and his address. Yeah, no, he said that like three times. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what I'm trying that, to think that, of. That no. was the one because he had, he had said it and I go, you can't say that. And then he, it was like, well, if they don't want to reach me at my phone number, you could pull up at my address. <laughs> at. Then... Remember, listen, I was like, this, this dude's on a on a different level right here. This man's built different. What can we say? <laughs> did you did you take down the information in case you need to use it? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's an uncut version <laughs> one of these days. Lord Booty, you know, one you're day, in trouble. <laughs> one day he makes it big. I'm gonna drop it real quick. <laughs> At TMZ, <laughs> Big Booty Birds has the hookup. <laughs> Yo, I found out. Do you know what TMZ actually meant for? Like, what the acronyms of it? Uh, I, I'm sh- assuming M is media, but uh, no, what, what no, you'd be sh- thirty mile zone. So they what? only cover news that's within a thirty mile radius of where their hub is. So like, they have complete access to that. Like that, it's challenging for LA news stations to be able to get stuff. So like, TMZ is the first one to find out any of the celebrity stuff that happens within that thirty mile zone. Like I didn't re- like I found that out the other day. I thought that was fucking crazy. Oh, that's that's crazy. But then they also collect like video footage and stuff like or stories from outside yeah, LA because they right? get access to it. They oh, get first okay. dibs to it because it's in the thirty mile zone. Oh shit, that's that's crazy. Yeah, because that because uh, they broke uh, the rest in peace to Kobe Bryant news because it yeah, was yeah. within that thirty mile zone, so they were able to have exclusive access into it. So, so it's only L.A. that they have the exclusive access to. I think so. Yeah, I mean, when have you ever seen them breaking news in in New York City? Oh, that's a good point. Because cause now I'm trying to think. I, I remember that TMZ was the one that uh, broke Mac Miller's death, but he lived in Studio City. So that, Studio that, City's right in yeah, Hollywood, yeah. That's yeah, pretty close to that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. When, when, when you say 30 minute, are we talking with LA traffic? <laughs> wait, 30 minute <laughs> 30 or mile? mile. Oh. 30 mile. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Bro, at like, that, at that point, they'll just, they'll just be stepping outside and be like, yeah, it's out of our radius now. We're, we're out. <laughs> it's around the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're out. That's 45 minutes. Even walking distance. <laughs> Shit, LA traffic's a different animal. Well, okay. You 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 keep swearing up and down that Delaware traffic. Oh, for those listening, this is the first out of state episode of the intoxicated intellectuals as uh the man Big Booty Bergs is coming from coming from the East Coast on this one. But you said that But let's but let's not forget this though. Not traffic, the drivers. Look, I, I I lived in California 18 years. Like that, that that's how we became friends. So better context to that. But like, <laughs> I literally have never seen such whack like the wackiest fucking drivers. Then if there's a New Jersey license plate on, like I'm pulling to the side of the road. Like I'm letting them get by me. I don't care. They are that insane. Of like, 
their their sense of normalcy is going 95 to 105 in a 45 See, and that, thinking that, that seems like sack. like normal <laughs> that seems like sack but sack wasn't like that though they're like sack was here and there but it wasn't every single driver you see like if you got a jersey license plate behind you you're like yeah i'm, I'm moving the fuck out like i'm not dealing with them today that's being with prius because then they get crazy because <laughs> like the entire state's like that they're built on a turnpike man like that's all they do well new they york drive, and new jersey have like bigger crazy. tempers too you never know know who you're fucking with out there yeah no, I mean, even when you came out to visit, I was going like 80, 85, and I'm like the slowest car, slowest car in the, in the back lane. It's yeah. it's seriously insane. Just be careful who you're yelling at. You might flip off one one guy, and next thing you know, it's Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm surprised I haven't had anybody like go road rage just yet. Like, I feel like I always kind of test some people here and there, like... You know, you, you got to flip the bird here and there. Like, yeah. if they're really kind of getting on getting on you. And I'm surprised. I, I haven't had anything yet. Like, I, I feel like it's coming. And I feel like I'm jinxing it right now. So, knock, knock on wool while I'm at it. But, like, it's never happened yet. And I'm surprised. Like, Wait. it's, it's going to be happening soon. So, I, I started... <clears throat> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I started thinking about it the other day. I think one of the reasons why I don't have as much retaliation road rage because i definitely fucking scream in my car but i don't i'm not the roll down the windows type i'm not the chase oh no i don't go that way no but i always fucking rage in my car but i started thinking about it i'm thinking the reason why a lot of people don't like do shit back when i'm like road raging is because i have tinted windows are your windows tinted or you see through no no like when i got the car they just kept saying yeah 500 600 bucks here and i was like i just don't want to do it and also because i go to school in oklahoma so when i got to make that drive each state has different tint laws. So oh, like shit, I yeah. could I could be fine in Delaware, but if I go through Virginia and I get pulled over, then it's extra on the tint of like, oh well, it's too far. Like you can only go like five percent or other places are ten or whatnot. So it's kinda like I don't want to really run that. Cause I think there's but, some but, states they don't even allow a tint to begin with. Well, it it depends on the cop you get. Cause I think realistically a cop's not yeah. gonna trip over tint unless you're a fucking asshole or unless you're doing the extremes of like a front windshield tint. Uh I got pulled over in my car for a tint, even though that's the tint I got from the dealership in California. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no idea how in the fuck that but uh luckily I, I got it written off, so I, it it didn't matter anyway was well, that one of those things where they're like hey if you just get it fixed within 30 days everything's dropped just like go and get it fixed well i i had known a cop and then told them the situation they're like well if it came from the dealership that way and he checked it out and he was like i don't see anything wrong with it so he uh helped us refute it or whatever it was but we didn't have to pay the fine on that one damn yeah you shouldn't be especially if that's in state by the dealership like they had a regulator like that doesn't make any sense yeah it, but the cop was a dick he was on the other it, it was like one of those two-lane <laughs> highways on each side and he literally oh. flipped a bitch in the middle of the highway <laughs> and chased us <laughs> down because we were going five miles over the or we were going 85 Whew. it's like that's that's not bad yeah I mean, everybody in the state of Jersey would have like twenty tickets by now if the, if that's how if that's how East Coast if East Coast cops were. Well, that, that's that's why most NASCAR drivers come from the East Coast. <laughs> They're from the Carolinas, the Jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got Dover Downs. I'm not gonna lie, Yo, I really do. I, I really do want to go to like that racetrack with you one day, like because <laughs> uh, it's right next year. It's pretty close to. Where oh you yeah, stay, too. no, it's yeah. it's about like. 10 15 minutes from my house yeah no it, it's real close 
but the environment there is just is just lacking once they got told that they can't have like uh the confederate flags out it was just like they lost like half their fan base here like that that's just how those areas are oh pulling it out i I pulled out a straw hat i'm ready for some nascar (laughs) get ready to open up a can of whoop ass hey get me my budweiser and if anyone wanted to (laughs) test me i got a 55 gallon drum of whoop ass and i'm ready to pour it all over you (laughs) How big an old boy are you? <laughs> Bro, that brings back all of the flashbacks of camping, dude. <laughs> the we Roy just, D. Mercer. We, we just got back from camping, and we still have to play that every single... We've heard every single Roy D. Mercer thing at least 10 times, but my dad still oh, goes, yeah. play it every year, every year, play it, play it. <laughs> it's tradition. And then my nephew's starting to get older, so he's starting to, like, he shouldn't be listening to it because it's still a little too... I'd say X-rated for his age, but he's laughing. I'm going to whoop your ass. And then he just, his little <laughs> nine-year-old mind is like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, I have to tell you this one because this one fucking cracks me up. So my nine-year-old nephew went up to my sister, his mom, and goes, yeah. do you like Imagine Dragons? No, no. Imagine no, Dragons, these nuts. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> fucking nine years no. old doing no. these nuts jokes. No, there, there's a limit, man. There's a limit <laughs> to the age group where you're allowed to even make that joke. My, oh my, god, like Candace is your in- level of entry. Then Imagine Dragons is up next, and then Wendy's is kind of like the the uh, sophisticated one. No, not at nine. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. And the funny thing is, is my cousin Isaiah came with us camping for the first time. That was the first time he was around that side of my family. And oh, uh, God. he was just sitting there and he heard that and he literally like spit his drink out and had to turn around because <laughs> he knew he couldn't laugh because like the mom was pissed, right? She was like, this is not oh, okay. Yeah. And if he laughs, it completely like <laughs> makes it okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, so this was at Bodega? This was at Bodega Bay, yeah. Bro, Isaiah should have just ran over to the sand. No one can see you from there. You're good. No, he, he just spit his drink and like turned around because he, like, uh-huh. he had to hold that laugh in. <laughs> Oh, that camp that campground's got some good memories. It does, it does. It's it's a tradition. It's a tradition. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. So we're gonna dive into a couple things here, man. Uh so for those who don't know, uh Big Booty Bergs here ran a podcast for or ran a few podcasts actually for what, about a year, year and a half or two? Uh, I would I would go around that time frame. Yeah, I mean, started August 2019 went till yeah a year and a half then January 2021 so yeah and uh every week he would uh like post his podcast and then say hey go check it out let me know what you think and every week we'd have conversations based on that podcast like <laughs> he ran a sports be like and it, it was just like, hey, I disagree with this, this, this. Yeah, <laughs> it was an entire list. We'd have a we'd have a good two hour phone call of like, I don't know about this, one. I don't know about that. Why'd Brett say this? It's like, bro, I'm right, but, bro. What can I say? But uh, he was the whole inspiration behind us starting this podcast. Here was seeing how you did it, and then sure enough, when you were starting your podcast network, you were like, hey man, come come do one of your own. And I was like, nah, I'm not ready yet. And 
I, to be honest with you, I couldn't think of like what I wanted to roll with. And then I found like some podcasts, like two bears, one cave that I like that style Mm -hmm. of podcast. And then I came up with the idea of intoxicated intellects. And then even when I wasn't sold on it, I was like, Hey, what, what do you think of this and this? And you're the one that pushed me. You're like, dude, it's easy as fuck. I can show you all the steps. I can tell you what to buy the new microphone. Um, well, it's not that new anymore, but like you've helped me every step. It's new enough. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast. Yeah, no, because I remember first episode of uh, equipment you ended up having. I'm just like, yeah, this ain't gonna cut it. Well, the biggest thing was was... not having styrofoam panels because it was two like microphones that were a cheap and b just zero noise canceling to it whatsoever. So it's just echo on echo on echo. (laughs) (laughs) Man, man, I can't believe you brought up that podcast network, dude. That was probably the shortest lived and. Like most, the biggest failure I've probably ever had when it comes to like being it was in the world of communications. It was ambitious. Well, and, you, and you had said from the get go, you're like, I just want to try this out, build some relationships. And to be honest, if it doesn't take off, it doesn't, but at least I'm doing this thing. Yeah. No, like the thing that kind of blew up in my face about it, I, 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 those are pause moment with uh, phrases. I, I, I got to stop myself on those. No, but, um, <laughs> Connor, bleep it. <laughs> shit man here's my phone number too <laughs> call me if you got an issue with this no um so like when i first started i had i had a group of guys that like i was messaging some people some of my friends and they're like yeah like I- i'm all in because they knew how to edit they knew how to do all this stuff literally i spent hours making the website like customizing it making it as modern as possible and then literally the first day we started two of them were like hey man uh, i'm i'm a little too busy i'm out like immediately i'm like all right i got one more next week yeah man sorry like i i got i got extra work going on like i just took on a new job i'm out so i'm looking at this like oh all right so i got like eight or nine podcasts in total here that i'm like trying to figure out i was like i don't know anybody here i don't know what i'm doing i got no clue and i'm just kind of like trying to piece it together and that did not go according to plan at all Wait, so were you in charge of like editing all of their podcasts too? Because I know yep. you had the two partners that you planned on doing this whole thing with. I know they backed out right away, but I thought oh, that yeah. the people you were hiring to come on, I thought they were doing their own stuff. You were just half home, help help with like uh, like promotions and shit more than anything. Half of them, yes. The other half didn't know how to edit. So I had to go in and start helping them with that on top of trying to promote their podcast, getting it hooked up through Anchor, which I know that's what you use as well, which is seriously, it's a godsend to how easy it is to use it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I'd have to be grabbing their, um, oh God, I forgot the name of it, but uh, their embedded uh, RSS links, their feeds, and I'd have to embed it over. So I'd have to keep kind of working on that. So it was like a lot of technical aspects as well. So it was like all these different components, all for someone who's like just going off to college. Yeah. And I'm looking at like everything. And I was at my community college. Yeah. Yeah. Working 38, 40 hours a week and then going out to uh, Oklahoma for school. Because I was at my community college, so I was taking like three, four classes, then jumping over full time. I was like, yeah, th- this isn't going to work. So it was like, mm, I think I dropped about 250, 300 total. And like, Jeez. I bought the domain. I had to buy the upgraded website for it. There was a couple other features I had to pay for. I started having Google ads running through. So I was trying to like make a little money off of it. And it, then I found out, I was like, yeah, you had to have like 50,000 views like a month in order for you to make any money off that stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. So yeah, that was that was kind of a failure, but in the end, like that shit teaches you a lot 
I, I'll I, I say that. I think it definitely propelled you into how like advanced you are now because I mean I I know how fucking difficult it is just to run this one podcast and I don't even do most you do most of the heavy work on it so I can only imagine like having to juggle fucking five of those on on top of but regardless you handled it like a champion like I said at the end of the day it was ambitious as fuck regardless and you it it definitely raised up your brand in a sense but before before cutting it out but like you definitely reached more ears and stuff Oh, yeah, no, I mean, like, there there was always its pros and its cons to it, but I mean, regardless of the end, it was kind of like, I feel like in every industry you ever go into, you got to have that, like, one massive slap to the face of, like, yeah, this was the worst thing I've ever done, but the thing is, like, you got to be able to learn from it, like, you got to have your takeaways and, like, kind of keep moving on and then being able to adapt and readjust things, and I kind of feel like that was, like, the most perfect opportunity to, like, then do that. Because I was like, all right, that's just never going to work. All right, let me try my own thing here and then kind of keep moving with that. But I mean, like, yeah, like you said, ambitious shit. Like, that was probably, (laughs) that was, like, one of the biggest challenges I think I ever tried doing. And, like, it all looked good. I'll I'll say that. The website was sleek. But other than that, man, it was 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 a burden. The Instagram, the Twitter, like, you guys were on top of it. Or by you guys, I mean you, because it was. Yeah, like I was about to say, hold on here, hold on. What other help was there? Nah, uh, nah. Uh, one it of the was good. it was good. One of the things I want to ask though is, you had a lot of great guests on your uh, sports podcast show. Uh, what, what, who would you say was your favorite guest that you had on? I would still say Grant Napier. Well, oh. okay, I got two. Grant Napier, he's the former broadcaster of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, he was released of his duties for, uh, he, he he said some wrong things at a wrong time. But nonetheless, he was kind of the broadcaster all Sacramento Kings fans grew up with. And so no matter how bad the team was, he was kind of always that staple that everybody would listen to. He had his radio talk shows. So he was a big reason I got even into that industry to begin with. But um, so it was kind of like a, a, a monumental piece to be able to have him on after like getting to work with him before and kind of learning from him a lot of different stuff when it comes to announcing. And then, I mean, that was, that was just huge at that time. Cause it was right before COVID happened, like right before, like if, if I'm not mistaken, it was like three weeks. It oh, was like mid February. Yeah. Mid February. So that, but I'll say Adam rank of NFL network. Oh, that one was a big too. one. Yeah. Cause that dude, that dude was kind of fun, and, and I get to have the one up on on him for this. Of I tried telling him about some fantasy football players that uh, he should look into, and he was like, "I don't know about that." Yeah, those two players, man, one of the best duos in fantasy right now, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I was like, "Dude, you got to get on this duo right here." He's like, "I don't, I don't know." Allen hasn't taken that leap yet. I was like, "He is, he is." And Adam Rank has like really moved up the charts with NFL Network, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, he took over for uh, Fabiano, and Fabiano was Top Gun the entire time. And then when he went to Sports Illustrated, uh, Adam Rank took over, and it was like, I mean, no disrespect to him, but no one's going to be Fabiano. Like, you got (laughs) a lot of shoes to fill here. You're great on my podcast, but... (laughs) You're great on the podcast, but other than that, man, like, Fabiano Fabiano helps out my fantasy team. You don't, all right? Let's keep it a buck here. No, but like those were always some really cool kind of things to look back at. I mean, um, 
I had a former MLB player for the Mets. Actually, not former. He's still in. He's, I think he's in AAA right now. Actually, he, he's kind of like one of those. He'll, he'll get called up occasionally. Uh, Steven Nogasek, because he actually went to my high school. So I was able to get him on. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. It was like, man, first MLB player. Because like when he first made it to the league, like his first batter was Ronald Acuna. Like, oh, dude got man. thrown straight to the ringer, and then I think he struck him out or something like that. So it was kind of like, it was really cool getting to hear it from an MLB player, their perspective of things. I mean, there, there's a lot, like a lot of writers for the athletics, some Sports Illustrated writers. So it was like, you know, it was really cool to kind of get to talk to those guys. And I mean, looking back at it, like, I, I cringe like fucking crazy when I listen to myself of like, I don't know how to do an interview with anybody. Like, I'm like <laughs> so how are you today? Are, are you, okay, okay. So hey, tell me what you think about this. <laughs> Well, it's different when it's big professionals, all right? When I'm just like, and I'm asking them to promote it. Professional, motherfucker. (laughs) After editing your podcast, I'd like to differ on that. (laughs) I am extremely professional. I just happen to drink on the job. Well, I mean, in your uh, in your in your photo, in your uh, podcast photo, it's it's a beer can with with a tuxedo over, man. Like, no, that's a henny bottle. Come on, henny bottle. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Oops. We're, we're classy, classy Konya. <laughs> I mean, Hennessy is the classy one of them all. So that's it. Have, that's have you had any yet? Or have you had any like cognac? Cognac's def- definitely classier. It, it, it's it's smooth. Okay, I'll put it to you this way: you like whiskey, don't you? Yeah, I, I would say more rum right now, to be honest. Ooh, because I would say cognac's a little smoother. Because uh, because I still like whiskey though. Whis- but whiskey's I, I, got after my lot. I feel like yeah. cognac's a lot smoother. After my last encounter with Crown, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of moving more towards rum here. I think maybe uh, you need to try out the new uh, King's uh, ambas- or sponsor, uh, 50 Cent. His cognac, Branson Cognac, is fucking really, really good. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. I actually have some on the counter right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 pass them over. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, I'll take some. Yeah, pass it. No, um, okay, okay. I'll have to try that out. You know, you got to remind me of that. All right, uh, now we're going to jump into a staple game here at the Intoxicated Intellects. Uh, it's called Ass or Gas. So I'm going to read oh, off oh boy. some lyrics. And here's and- the funny thing. I'm, I'm always a tough critic of it when it comes to music with you. I, th- I think that that's been pretty well established in our friendship here. So this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, so you're going to have to rate these bars. You have to tell me if they're ass or if they're gas, okay? All right. You ready for them? Yeah, let's hear them. All right. Texting me telling me I'm weird because I didn't want to pay to play. Bitch, your booty crack was hairy. You look like a baby ape. <laughs> it's ass, all right? But it's funny it's as shit. literally ass. It's hairy ass. <laughs> yeah, it's literally. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you can't say that's gas. No, you just can't. No. I don't know. I thought, I thought funny, it was though. a little fire. <laughs> all right. On to the next one. You're 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 out on that coast now, so you gotta have a little bit of country in there, okay? I jerk off right. way too much, but when I'm done, I always kneel to pray. Yeah, I owe some taxes, but I threw some change to a couple bums today, and I know that ain't right to bang this hooker right here tonight. Then call another one as she walks out the door, but you'll forgive me, please, cause life ain't worth living without whores. I'm kind of like stuck in between. The real question I'm is I'm going to lean towards is, gas. I'm going to lean the, towards gas. The real question is Connor is 
do you believe in a God that'll forgive you <laughs> for banging whores? <laughs> hmm. I think that's the moral of the message there. <laughs> it, it's, it's a deep concept, but... <laughs> take gas. Take, take gas. So, he likes whores, hates hairy booty cracks. Noted. (laughs) Next one. I be hugging on your mama, especially when your daddy's gone. Wearing his pajamas. I know you're thinking that is wrong. I don't care what's under. I'm concentrating on her back. I just want to hug your mama in a Subaru hatchback. Oh, God. Lonely Island? That's straight gas. Everything Lonely Island related is straight gas, man. No. Is it is it true that you're Connor for real? Oh yeah. Dude, I'll never forget we saw that movie live in theater. We saw like right when it first went out. We yeah, fucking loved that day. movie. Even though everybody hated it. Everyone's like, this movie sucks. And me and you're like, no, this is really good. It, it just didn't do well at the box office, but I had read that the reviews were pretty good, but it flopped really bad at the box office. But I think it's because people just don't like spoof movies like that anymore. But it's a fucking great movie. I, I bought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> like, it had the feel of an Adam Sandler-level stupidity type movie. But that's what makes it more comedic to me. You, you I'm like, when I'm it, just watching it, like, it's just funny. You know who it was inspired off of, right? Sandberg. No, uh, it's a spoof of Justin Bieber's, like, tour. Like, remember when he did a tour <laughs> movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's basically trying to be Justin Bieber in that in that movie. Dude, dude, now I gotta watch that movie again. That's been a long time since I've watched it. I think they just added it to one of the streaming services. Or maybe maybe it's gone now. But like when I bought the DVD a month later, it was added to streaming. And that was I wanna say a year ago. It it was definitely during oh fuck. It was during COVID, so maybe it was longer than that. <laughs> been a long couple of years <laughs> dude covid seriously feels like the beginning of that was like eight years ago like it, it just it feel it does not feel like two years it doesn't time, time as a concept just feels so weird during the covid era because like yeah. i feel like i feel like there was a life before covid that feels like yesterday and then a life during covid that feels so long ago yeah like i i don't even remember like it feels just weird trying to remember what that normalcy was before covid came around Cause just like I feel like at this age, at this age of like I'm 21 now, so like when it happened, I'm 19, about to turn 20, or no, I'm 18, about to turn 19. Shit, like I don't even know my numbers right now because <laughs> of how long COVID's been. But like I always kind of felt like looking at, it, I was like I just don't remember much of that before. Now I'm like, okay, now we're back to normal. Is this how normal's supposed to feel like? But it's kind of like even normal is, isn't normal anymore. Like I had a party couple days ago and everyone took covid tests right before because every party we've had with this group somebody's tested positive the next day so we all took tests we were all being cautious and everything and then everybody came back negative and then we had the party next day somebody tests positive like there's no fucking way of, of having a normal party anymore and it, it it makes you just sit there and think fuck can i even party <laughs> like i do like mind you we're not having ragers there's not like fucking 50 people in the house there's like 10 but dude, like, every time. I, I agree. I mean, I'll never I'll never forget, like when I first went back to Oklahoma, um, I, I'm going to a party and like 80 percent of the football team's there. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, this is kind of a big ordeal. I get there. I'm hanging out with just like one of my friends. And like we all, all kind of thinking like, all right, we're all we're all vaccinated. Like, we're all good here. We got both of our shots. We're, we're, we're fine. And then literally, like after that party, he got covid. Half the football team had COVID. 
everybody. It was like a super spreader event. And I'm just looking around like, what the fuck is still happening? Like, I, I felt like it was like a, a thing in the past. Because like you go to a state like Oklahoma, COVID ain't real. Nothing's real. Science ain't real. <laughs> like, yeehaw. anything is not real. Yeah, yeehaw, bitches. <laughs> yeehaw, fucking them hoes. No, but like. Don't show oh. your Oklahoma friends this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're gonna have some choice words for me here no but like i, I look back at that i was like I, it just feels so weird now that we look at it as like well we're about to have a party all right who's gonna get covid like y'all gotta test yourselves it's like it, it's still just kind of a bizarre concept to me that we still have to live in yeah yeah it it i, I hope we can well to be honest with you i feel like the newest strains are getting more and more mild too so to an extent hopefully oh, yeah Hopefully it's dying down, but it this is supposed to be like normalcy again, but it's definitely not. <laughs> I can tell you. It's... Well, the monkeypox is around now. Well, you only get that if you're fucking, and we're children of God. <laughs> but I thought I heard something that there was kids getting in. I was like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we exposing something that like shouldn't be out there? Hold on. Are you telling me those kids didn't get their cootie shots? Circle, circle, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. Now you got a cootie shot. <laughs> oh, they're not learning anything that we did in our childhood. That's their fault. All right, we, we got a couple more lyrics here for you. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot we were playing that. <laughs> and now we're going to start getting into the sports section of this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, God. All right, I got my shooters ready for that one. You said that I'm whack. See me on the court. Score on me if you're talking about points. I like Rock Nation and I love Jay Z, but on the West Side, I'm screaming "fuck KD." That's gas. Fuck KD. Like you hear that. me right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, fuck KD. We don't like the fucking snakes, man. What can we say? Who do you think is the most? No, I like that. Okay, the, the, we're we're gonna go back to the lyrics in a second, but KD, KD made me think of this. Who do you think is the most overhated NBA player of all time? Overhated. Oh God, dude. I still feel like it's LeBron. I still I, really am in that category of like this dude is I know a lot of people will hate him of like, well, he's no Jordan. But like the thing you also gotta remember is like this dude's literally stayed out of the limelight. There's no controversies of anything he does. Like he's a good guy. Dude created his own school, his academy that pays for kids to go to college. And it's like, oh, well, you try comparing him to one of the worst degenerate gamblers that we've ever seen in professional sports besides Pete Rose and Charles Barkley. Like, so Ridley. I'm like, yeah, oh, God, don't forget about that. Don't ever forget about Ridley's awful sins. We're going to touch on that later, by the way. I yeah, like no, something. we'll save that. But, like, I feel like LeBron just overhated of, like, people try to say, like, well, he's no Jordan, so I hate him off of that. It's like, well, you got to realize that there's a lot more behind what he's done in his legacy. Like you can't hate him for that. Like Draymond, I get it. He he's he's probably underhated for some circumstances. What about I Westbrook? I still like the guy. No. Westbrook did so bad to like he he shot himself in the foot in in Lakerland. He did that to himself. Like he's properly but hated right now. He and respectfully so. I, I I disagree because like the amount of slander he gets, I I understand like Laker Nation not liking him, and I understand that he like like fights it a lot, but like the amount of like slander he gets for being a Hall of Famer, and the fact that like everybody goes at his family and everything, like there's no fucking reason for all that. Yeah, 
But at the same time, I think we both know how crazy Los Angeles gets. So it's kind of like you yeah. know what you're signing up for when you play there. If you underperform, you know what's going to happen, especially when you've got championship aspirations. He was traded. It's not like he signed there and went, oh, this is well, what Well, yeah, doing. but I'm saying you know the destination he's at. Dude's got to know that it comes with these games. And also, Westbrook's brother used to start up a lot of shit. Oh, like, I, don't I think about the of- brother. Wait, is it his brother or is it Rondo's brother? Because I know those two guys. I think it was Rondo's. It was no, it was Rondo's brother that tried to fight somebody in the bubble, wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, Rondo and Westbrook's brother. I don't know. It was somebody in the bubble. It was something crazy. Yeah, and I thought Westbrook was related to it, so I may be off on that one. Maybe Westbrook got into it with Rondo's brother. I I think you're right in some sense that it was somehow those two intertwined. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Rondo or CP3. <laughs> Dude, that but that bubble series just it feels like eight decades ago. I don't even know at this point. I find it weird that people take the legitimacy out of the bubble because I think the bubble had some of the best basketball. The playoff series in the bubble were way better than the past two postseasons. Oh, it did. Look, you can't put an asterisk to it because regardless, you still have to play basketball out there and you're in different conditions. Like you have to think in the mental aspect of it, of they're in a different environment that they've never played in before in a different stage of how the world is at that moment. Like there's a lot more writing on that than people say like, oh, well, they got rest. It's like they got rest. Yes. But mentally, they're nowhere there. You're far away from your family. You're out no there for off. a long yeah, yeah, really. No days off to that. You you're far away from family, and you're in Florida, and, and it's like you can't leave that place. You're stuck and stranded there. It's like I, I feel like with the mental games they had to play, if anything, that kind of showed where teams were at and which teams had those mentalities, and that's why Miami made it to the finals that year. That and Jimmy buckets and Goran the Dragon Drogic. <laughs> You mean Jimmy Bu- Jimmy Buckets and uh, Rachel Nichols? And Bam added to Bayou. <laughs> uh, do you think the Lakers would have won that in a regular, or would have not won that series, but won the finals in a normal playoff environment? Because I think LeBron, regardless, keeps that mindset and has the leadership that they would have circled around and been fine regardless. But I think that's why the Lakers were one of the top teams, is he made sure everyone was in check. Well, yeah, I feel like that team was still in a good spot to be able to succeed like no matter what they still had the right pieces that were in the right roles like having those three and d guys like danny green out there you had kuzma who's still developing his game like he was a decent third option like that team felt really legitimate as the season progressed and i don't see any reason why they would have fell off like we're, we're still talking lebron james here and and if you have a healthy team around him, he's fine. Right. I mean, healthy everybody Anthony could, Davis. That is, yeah, everybody could play the what if games all you want. I don't give a fuck about the what if games because that's what if it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> what if the Kings didn't fire Dave Yeager? What if they had drafted uh, Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Luka Doncic, <laughs> Jaden <laughs> Ivey, Steph Curry? <laughs> all right, all right. No, I, I hate the what if games, man. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I like about what ifs is on injury impacted things. So, like, I, I like the what ifs of what if Derrick Rose never got hurt? Like, I like to think mm-hmm. like that. Like, how would that go? But I, I would never use yeah. that in a debate. I'm not going to go, oh, who's the greatest point guard of all time? Well, what if Derrick Rose went healthy? No, you can't do that. <laughs> no. It's, it's also Steph Curry or Magic Johnson. Yeah, 
No, I can't do that. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Which one would you give the edge to? Best point guard of all time? You can pick anyone. You know, I would have said, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's Bibby. a toss up in its own varieties. Bano, Udrick. <laughs> Legend. Does, does Darren Collison still count? <laughs> he Ty Lawson's he revi- with, the, with the Lakers. Ty Lawson's revival that. season. <laughs> Ty Lawson. That, 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 no, but um, I feel like both of them are are good in their own respective ways. Like Magic did something revolutionary that we never saw in point guards before. Of like a guy who can basically play one through five if you needed, and then Curry rechanged the game with his shooting capabilities and stretching floors and making defenses have to switch better. So it's kind of like both of them are the top in their own respective category, but fuck. I'll go Curry only because I know this is tough for me to say because I I used to not say this, but Curry based on that last finals of where I kind of thought he was shot out. Like I really did. Dude, dude came back on a whole new ball game. So I'm like, you know what? I, I got to give it to that. That that shows true greatness right there. That's like the Brady 08, like uh, t- ACL tear, and then he comes back and he's still he's still as good, still winning championships, even though the rest of his team is still top five in the NFL every single year, and he barely does jack shit all the time. But yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, see, I'll agree just because, like, I think this also, or last season legitimizes the whole idea that, Curry definitely carried KD. Like nobody can make the argument that KD it was Curry's team the entire time. Yeah, and I think there were a lot of people that were like, "No, they K- KD was important. No, Curry was the number one option." And like even even when KD was like the guy there, Curry was getting double teamed up the ass, which created yeah. Kevin Durant's single coverage and all that. Oh yeah, no, no, most definitely. Like everybody will try to blame. It was like, oh, it's a KD team. It was like it never was. Not once. And KD even knew that. It was never his team. And that's why he had to leave. Yeah, it was. Because Draymond had to finally point out to him, like, dude, this is not your team. Like, I don't know he what you're getting with you, at. we'll win without you, and they did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, no. No. All right, we, we got Wait, one. Don't we got more lyrics to go? Yeah. We have one last lyric. And also, I want to state that this is the actual lyric. I'm not throwing in any words for whatever effect, but. Oh, God. Bag full of Dragon and Nicki Minaj mixtape. Dragging all you fags to the back of the log cab and fall back like LeBron's hairline against the Mavericks. He lost. <laughs> That's gas. Straight gas. <laughs> fall back like LeBron's hairline against the Mavericks. God damn. That's a foul, dude. That, that That's a flagrant, too. You're out. Like that, you, gotta, you gotta give respect to OG Tyler, the creator. <laughs> The old Tyler was one of the best. Oh, is that the Giannis Bell? No, this is the Aww. five o'clock somewhere. So this is how it goes. It's a trivia question. And since you're sports commentator and sports broadcaster, this is how it's going to go. I'm going to ask you a sports trivia question. If you oh, get it correct, I will chug my beer. If you get it wrong, uh, you either have to chug the beer you have or take a shot. Whatever okay. you have on deck. All right. You have, you have, I'm going to give you nine seconds, specifically nine seconds to answer okay. this question. <clears throat> In 2004, before the 49ers drafted quarterback Alex Smith, who was the 49ers starting QB? Jeff Garcia. 
Joe Montana. Yo, if it's not, not, if it's Joe not Jeff Montana. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of my I'm trying to think of the quarterbacks here, Joe. Steve Young. All right. I thought it was a, Jeff Garcia. We need a final answer. Is Jeff Garcia, Jeff Garcia. your final? Yeah. Incorrect. Jeff Garcia was the starting quarterback in 2003, 2004. The starting quarterback of the 49ers was quarterback named Tim Rattay. He started, yeah, I would never have guessed that. He started 13 games. If you had said Ken Dorsey, who started three of those games, I would have given you the correct answer. That that That's bull. <laughs> that, that That's just bull. We, we, we need right. the beer chug, big booty. So now we're we're officially into the sports section of this podcast, even though it feels like we already have been for, for quite a <laughs> while now. But uh, oh we're we're going to do a segment called "Which Is Better," and just like the last episode, since we have more sports enthusiastic guests, uh, we're going to make this a sports related one. So I'm going to list off athletes, and uh, and you're going to say which one is better. If you okay. think they're the same, you have to chug your beer. Or if you can't decide within three seconds, you're going to have to take a chug. But if you just All list right. one, be prepared for me to ask why. So you can't okay. just blindly go, oh, Brett Favre's better than Tony Romo. Okay, okay. Oh, actually, that's kind of a good one. <laughs> I, I, I would flip it. I think Romo's better. I, I, I think, I don't know, they're both turnover prone. But Brett Favre has a ring. Uh, All right, so here we go. Which is better? Debo Samuel or DK Metcalf? DK. Why? DK DK is an easier option because Debo only became a top receiver in the NFL because he actually became a running back. Dew had unreliable hands and his route running wasn't that great. He had to line up more in the slot just to be able to run some slant. DK is more of a look. I'm a like yeah my my route running is slow, but no matter what, no one's taking me down. Like Debo, like if. Are we talking Debo as a running back, like we're, as we're, a wide back here? We're we're talking player. Well, right now it's Debo, but as a receiver, it's DK. Like as an actual wide receiver, DK Metcalf. If we're talking better overall player, who are you going with? Oh, then Debo. But I'm ta- I was thinking as like in their position. Okay. So I was comparing it off the position. I, I think regardless in general, Debo is more versatile. So like yes, it, it, it's kind of like a toss up because like if you go who's better, Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs? Well, Tyreek Hill is more versatile, but Stephon Diggs is obviously the better receiver. Yeah. Okay, so it's just better overall. It's yeah, not just yeah. base position. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Which is better, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Oh, Burrow. Why? One just went to a Super Bowl and the other one didn't. Isn't that decent enough right now? Since one I plays get for the Chargers. <laughs> one played for the Bengals. Hey, hey. Seriously, the Bengals. When have, the char- when have you ever seen my dad happy? <laughs> well, if they didn't call that timeout in the fourth quarter, he may have been happy. All right? Uh, that's the Chargers' fault for doing that. You know, I think I think Herbert's better as of right now, but I feel like Burrow's the better. Okay, I'll, I'll, I think of it this way, and this is where again it gets extremely uh, subjective. But like Herbert's the better talent, 
Burrow has the better mentality. So it's almost like a comparing Rodgers to Brady because Rodgers is the superior quarterback in terms of talent, but Brady has that mentality and that dog in him. True. Okay. No, I, I, I can be able to see where you're getting at with that. All right. Here, here goes one that might be a little hard for you. Oh, boy. Which is better, prime Tyreek Evans or current De'Aaron Fox? Fuck you, man. Tyreek Evans. How so? Dude, Tyreek Evans, like, for anybody who ever watched this man play, this dude was fucking special. Like, you see the shit that Luka's doing? Tyreek Evans was a similar player to Luka, the stature-wise. But the thing was is that Luka had a three-pointer, but back when Evans was in his prime, like, look, being a point hey, guard shooting threes. He didn't have a vertical like Tyreek. <laughs> Tyreek was the, one of the most creative finishers at the rim and could take anybody on. That was the big thing about him of like, he was one of the first players ever to have a 25 and five rookie season, which was just lights out insane. Dude had game winners left and right, helped lead the Kings off a 40 point uh, into a 40 point comeback. Like his rookie year was one of the most amazing things I'll ever see. And I don't think anybody will ever talk about it because like, look, it was 2010 and it's the Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox is a great player. Don't get me wrong. Dude, Tyreek Evans was seriously, he had the makings to be a, what James Harden ended up becoming. Like, that's the type of player he was. Like, that, that that's the versatility at the rim, the creativity, the smart IQ, the high IQ he had. Problem is, his second best player was Beno Udre, who's another point guard as well, or Francisco Garcia, Andreas Nocioni, Spencer Hawes. Yeah, you don't know any of those players, and, and I think everybody understands why. <laughs> But, but now that you kind of say it, I wonder if, like, the NBA got so tic-tac in terms of fouling because, like, the great up-and-coming, like, finishers all got, like, career-ending type in- injuries. Like no, the Tyreek. 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 The, Tyreek, the Rose. The... Tyreek's problem was that he had a different head coach, Keith Smart, who was a Heat coach. And what he Heat did legend. is when Paul, what, Paul Westfall was relieved of being head coach after Tyreek Evans' second year. And it created a down spiral because the new coach that came in said, look, Tyreek, like, yeah, you're a big guy. Like, let's put you at the three. We just draft. We're about to go get Jimmer for debt. So let's move you to the three. Tyreek's not built to be a three. He was a point guard. And so when he dealt with that and he moved to the wing, he had knee injuries. And it was the mix of a new position change, never getting your footing down to then also being on a t- on on the Kings and then also having knee injuries that literally de- de- uh, derailed his entire career until he got traded to New Orleans. Dude started balling out again. Then he got traded back to the Kings. Was meh. Goes to the Grizzlies. Dude puts up 20 a game and was a near all-star. Pacers, sixth man of the year candidate because he finally, like, that's when the NBA changed back to where wings can play like point guards. They yeah, can take yeah. a man off the ISO and kind of do their own thing. And when that era came back, yeah. yeah, and that's when he finally started reviving himself again. And, and he'll be, always be one of the players that no one will ever talk about. But, man, he, he's got a special place in my heart because he's the only reason I'm a Kings fan. <laughs> only reason. I would have been an Orlando Magic fan, which wasn't much better, but I thought you Dwight like Howard pain. was insane. <laughs> you just like pain. Bro, what can I say? What can You're I say? Like, not only do I have to pick the worst fucking team, but, like, if I had to go with my second one, it'd be the second worst. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Charlotte's up there, man. I, I I didn't pick Charlotte. 
they made the playoffs recently. They looked at least competitive. No, they made it in the bubble. Orlando did. Yeah, they they were a bubble playoff team. They beat the Bucks game one. Dude, don't you remember DJ Augustine going crazy? Well, see, they weren't even good enough for me to remember that. <laughs> Charlotte at least Man. is losing to the Heat every year in the playoffs for a good chunk of the past decade. Yeah, and then the 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 Charlotte legend, your favorite player of all time, Josh, Josh McRoberts. McRoberts. <laughs> <laughs> Heat legend, Josh McBob. <laughs> LeBron's number one enemy. All right, on to the next one. Which is better, John Stockton or CP3? CP3. How so? I feel like that's a more easier one based on the premise of Stockton was a good facilitator, but Chris Paul is routinely, every single year, that dude walks into a team, no matter how bad they are, and will always make them one of the better teams in the NBA. Yeah, like, yeah, he so. just has that to him. Chris Paul has more weapons in his arsenal. John Stockton was a, I'm going to run the play, boom. But nobody yeah, was John scared Stockton of John. Was, I'm running a pick and roll. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, every time I every time I ever have to watch my team go up against Chris Paul, I'm like, I hate this. I absolutely hate going up against Chris Paul. The dude is so freaking smart at everything he does. <laughs> like, he's the most annoying player, but it's also because he's one of the smartest players. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, I I think one of the tic tac things about it was that uh, CP three will never win a ring, and I think it's because he he's like tries to smart the system to an extent, and those smart the system type players never win championships. Like to oh, where yeah. you're looking well, for the foul as opposed to the play. Well, and the thing is, is that refs are going to add on to that. So, like, he's always going to, you know, we, we always have that Scott Foster argument <laughs> that always comes up. But it's like Celtics that dude's legend Scott screwed. Foster, by the way. But, like, as much as he tries to trick refs and tries to, like, play as dirty as possible, you can't then turn around and be like, oh, the refs are dirty against me. It's like, bro, it, it, you can't you can't have it both ways here. We'll, we'll see like, the, the whole trick in the refs thing helps during the regular season. But come playoffs when they start to oh, have stricter. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah, why no, he, he's gone. His playoff teams always underwhelm, with exception of last oh, yeah. season. Oh yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, remember, I'm trying to keep these players like within your your battlefield, and I'm trying to get some controversial opinions out of you. My battlefield, uh, bro. I, I've I've been an I've been an NBA fan longer than you. What do you mean? No, 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 I'm trying to go up the alley of your teams. Oh God! All right, all right. Because I'm trying to get some controversial opinions out of you. Fine. All right, Bro, everyone so, after everyone who's listening has to Google who Tyreek Evans is after this. Like, they're not gonna know <laughs> shit. It's gonna be like, didn't that right. dude get suspended for cocaine? Wait, that's what it was. Yeah. They, they didn't release. It's what... a, it was a high drug. Dude, it was his first ever positive drug test, and he got suspended two years. He had no prior history, so like, dude had to have done something insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so which is better, Prime Boogie Cousins or Prime Joel oh. Embiid? Oh, Prime Boogie. Whoa. Explain. Look, here's where things get a little challenging when I'm trying to make these explanations is DeMarcus seriously still was Joel Embiid's father when Boogie was still in his prime. 
I really dude want put Joel up like, just to hear this for that clip alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, seriously. Like, DeMarcus was in a league of his own. No other center was doing anything like what DeMarcus was doing. And Bede and Cat begun to take over and do exactly what Cousins did after Cousins fell out. Like, we have to realize that is that he revolutionized what the center position was to positionless basketball because Anthony Davis didn't have a clue of how to actually be utilized. He was just a rim runner. Once DeMarcus Cousins started being a ball facilitator and also taking threes more more often than he probably have sh- should have, that's when he really became like a whole new level of insanity of this man could, literally could do everything. He bullied the crap out of players. Then he'd also torch them going 50 points on him. Like it was nothing. Yeah, he had temper issues. Yeah, he also was always leading the NBA in technical fouls. But he was seriously a different animal that has now set up Joel Embiid to what he is now. Like if there was a 1v1 of Prime DeMarcus and Prime Joel, it's seriously one of the most like highly competitive games you will ever see in your lifetime. Now, see, I agree with if they played one-on-one, I might go DeMarcus. But if we're talking like overall player... Joel Embiid can lead a trash team to a playoffs. Demarcus no, Cousins he proved he couldn't. No, Mm-mm. no. Embiid actually had real pieces around him. Demarcus never did. For the longest Demarcus time, his by the best Kings. player was Ben Simmons. Simmons before he stopped caring. When has he ever cared? <laughs> he cared for the first four years. That's a fucking lie. He stopped caring once the Tobias Harris trade happened. That you can agree on. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen Ben Simmons give a shit on the basketball court. The only thing I've seen him give a shit about was like when he put Cat in a chokehold and make him tap out. Did you ever see that video? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And the funny thing is, is he wasn't trying to hurt him too. Like I was re-watching oh, yeah. some of those like brawl videos uh, earlier and uh, fucking he was just holding them and you could see Ben Simmons yell, stop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, but no, but in all honesty, like Prime Demarcus would still be a better player, in my opinion, than what Prime Joel is. Only on the premise of, look, Joel, I think he put up a lot more better numbers because there's other options that teams have to guard him on, like guard the Sixers for. Demarcus, it's literally Demarcus Cousins. What do you really think, Rudy Gay is going to torture you for forty? No. Well, and, like, and well, the other thing I think you could you could throw into perspective too is uh, how's the officiating? Because DeMarcus isn't going to get the calls, but Joel Embiid gets all of them. Yeah, well, one was actually semi-respected by refs, and one's absolutely hated to hell and back. I think every ref is like, damn it, do I really have to deal with DeMarcus tonight? Like, is this seriously who I got to be, be putting up with? And also, one's actually coached by, I know people will talk so much shit on Doc Rivers, and respectfully so, but at least you have a coach that at least knows what he's doing. He may not execute, but he at least knows what he's doing. Hey, we have to go through George the list. Again. Doesn't. <laughs> yeah, where's that leave button on this thing, <laughs> bro? No, like for De- and the thing is, it's it's kind of funny. If it wasn't for George Carl, I don't think the prime Demarcus Cousins would have ever been unlocked. He was the first coach that allowed Demarcus to be like, "You want to play point guard? Go. If you want to shoot threes, go." And it was think- his own quote that he ended up saying. George Carl was like, "Look." I'm going to let DeMarcus do whatever he wants as long as I don't look like an idiot at the end of it. But I feel like George Carl is partially the reason DeMarcus ended up getting traded out of Sacramento because all the back and forth between those two, I think that brought out the temperament issues and the realization that he's not contributing to a winning team. 
No, because they, they would have found that out under Tyrone Corbin. And also, the Kings were almost in the playoffs when DeMarcus got traded at that time. Like, Kings were fighting at the eight spot Was that when under that trade occurred. First year of Jaeger. So you already had six, seven months afterwards. DeMarcus actually had a decent relationship with them. Things actually seemed good. He dropped the 50-piece against Portland. Uh, it's ridiculous. And they got into it. Uh, they got into some issue. The biggest thing was uh, it was a, it was the second game of the season that year, and the Kings were down like 18 points in the first quarter within like the first like seven minutes. And Jaeger, like, or not seven, it was like four or five minutes. It was awful. And Jaeger literally just grabs the entire second unit and throws them in. And and Cousins looks at him. He's like, "Wait, me? Me too?" <laughs> and Jaeger's like, "Get your ass on the bench." Yeah, you too. And it was kind of like, DeMarcus is like, whoa, nobody's talked to me like this since uh, uh, Mike Malone. Whoa. Like, yeah, there was a good repertoire with those two. But, like, we saw DeMarcus even start evolutionizing his game after that trade in New Orleans. And we thought, like, the best was yet to come. And then all the injuries that occurred to him kind of derailed it. So I feel like still regardless, with teams that game plan on just contain DeMarcus and get in his head, he'll still put up a 40-piece. Yeah. But for Joel, it's like, you can't do that. So you can't put Joel on a Sacramento but Kings team and then be like, well, if he's the only person. Joel don't. leads to a win. DeMarcus rarely did. Okay, let's look at this, this 76ers lineup, and let's look at this Kings lineup. Let's compare all facets here. There's no chance in hell DeMarcus is ever going to have a winning season with the shit team that the Kings put out. Ben McLemore is your starting shooting guard for like 80% of that time. Come on. Hey, Danny Green was their shooting guard. <laughs> but that dude won championships, man. It doesn't matter. He gets his cardio in. I'll give you that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, nah, give me prime boogie almost any day of the week. All right. On to, on to the next one. Which is better, Jared Weaver or Matt Kane? Bro, it's Weaver. I'm going to have to disagree with you because I think they're both uh, up for the Hall of Fame. What is it, this year? They're both not yeah. going to make it in their first year, but I bet you Matt Cain makes it before Jared Weaver does. No, Weaver will make it before. Does he have a perfect game? Did he win rings? I tried calling his cell, but no, no. went straight okay. to voicemail, no rings. <laughs> <laughs> bro what is this 2014 like right. now we weaver in my eyes still is going to be the better player here i think he had the better also, longevity but matt kane definitely had the better prime let's look here one well here would you put a guy in the hall of fame who ended up having a career losing record as a pitcher did he have a perfect game in two rings what was his ERA? Well, Weaver. 3.7. 3.7. What was 3.6. Oh, damn. They're too close to call. <laughs> One has 150 wins and 98 losses, and the other has 104 wins and 118 losses. I don't know. The Giants had a rough patch. He was there during the rebound. That shows character. <laughs> <laughs> he's a team player put him in tony allen's next up what one had mike trout the other one had angel pagan so <laughs> bro you had aubrey huff one of the greatest patriots of all time man i don't know what you're talking about 
You guys had Josh Hamilton, one of the most safest uh, alcohol <laughs> influencers of our generation. He's the most Christ- he's the most Christian player I've ever grace in, uh, I've ever seen grace that franchise. I would trust him driving me home in an Uber. Yeah, no, but like, look, we have a three time All Star here with Kane, and we have let's pull it up here because I know Weaver did this for a while. I can navigate. Oh, both are three-time All-Stars. Okay. Damn, they really are, like, crunched together in terms of numbers. But one only had one 15-plus win season. Let's see what Weaver had. Weaver had one, two, three, four. Four. Never had a single season with... Okay, he had one season with the Angels of a losing record. Just one. What bro came the out of the team? M. Bro came out in the league first year, won eleven and two with a two five ERA. Um, Kane, one two, three four five six seven losing seasons. Uh, after you said two, I thought you were gonna say rings. No, 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 Wait, no, did, no, no. Was he on all three, or was he only on two of the? He was on guys? all three. He was on all three. But it only says he got two World Series rings, so I think he got pulled in 2014. I don't think he was on the team that year. Um, I think 2014, they didn't put him in the postseason roster. Or he might have been hurt. It could have been, but he had 30. He had, oh, 15 starts, yeah. That could be it. Regardless, it's it's a close one. I say they're about even, but you know Matt Cain has a perfect game in three or two rings. So, um, bro, your bias is at an all time high here. <laughs> all right, what's all next? Right. Who's this, better, this, Stephen Curry or Goran Dragic? You're really no, gonna this, have to take a few is, minutes. This is the one everyone came here for, and I swear to God, I put this in. I didn't just come up with this on the spot. Oh God, which is better, Costa Kufis or Hassan Whiteside? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man! Why? Why do you got to do this to me? No. Give. <laughs> Wait, is, are we just talking both their tenures on the Kings or overall players? No, we're talking overall players here. Fuck. If we're talking three point shooting contest, I know who my pick is. It's the man Costa. Costa. But, <laughs> yeah. but in the words of the great Hassan Whiteside, "Ain't nobody doing it with blocks." <laughs> so that is my vote. Yeah, it's got to be Whiteside. I mean, I, I love Costa. Like the dude's literally the 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 fuggliest looking dude we've ever seen in our lifetimes, ever grace an NBA floor. He's a good guy, but no, Whiteside, Whiteside, easy. He's just trying to get his two K rating up, bro. <laughs> bro, he hates his country, man. He's about to go move to Hawaii. <laughs> that man has the best tweets. <laughs> but anyways, oh, he's so on, bad. It's, it's so next. funny though. All right, do you want a funny one or you want a serious one? You pick. All right. We'll, we'll do serious because I only have one funny one left on my list, but I have three serious. All right, which was better, Darrell Revis or Richard Sherman? Sherman. This is the one where I go back and forth. If we're talking prime, I got Revis. If we're talking longevity, I got Sherman. I go longevity, especially at the in the secondary. I feel like longevity's got to be your biggest your biggest key to it all. And Sherman never had a single year where you looked at him and was like, "Yeah, this dude's gone." He just never did. 
So I look at that and I'm like, look, I, I like that more because Did you he didn't have a fall off. <laughs> that was like four games. <laughs> but he fell off because nobody saw him. <laughs> 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 you said nah, nah. it never looked like nobody thought he wasn't there. Well, he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude I, screwed I, the Niners over, and then he just dipped. See, see, I think that's uh, however you flip it. If you want to go on prime, definitely in Revis. If you're going on longevity, it's Richard Sherman. We're talking better overall, so I think longevity matters the most. So I'll go Sherman, too. Here's the million-dollar question now. Who's better, Patrick Willis or Quan Alexander? <laughs> you know, um, Quan block. Hey, numbers. one had block boys, one didn't. One had Navarro Bowman. The other one had <laughs> Al Shair. <laughs> he had Fred Warner. Hey, hey, that's not who I picked. <laughs> I'm trying to make one a point One was here. almost close to having Reuben Foster. One almost had Reuben Foster. Both of them went to the Super Bowl once, so we'll call it a tie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which is better, Clay Thompson or Ray Allen? Oh, God. Ray Ray. Why? Ray Ray was never known to be the lights-out shooter he was before age got to him. He did the best job of reinventing his entire game. Of This dude was one like a, he was a super explosive athlete. Like, dude was putting up 25 a game when he was playing for Milwaukee, Seattle. Like, he was doing it all. And then he, he began to realize, like, look, like, I know my time here in the NBA is not going to be lived based on my athleticism and me being able to drive to the rim when I'm 33. Let's revolutionize my game to being one of the best lights out shooter you'll ever see. And he did that real fast. Thompson's always been a like, dude, it's tough, but I, I just feel like Ray Allen has that upper edge over time. See, I, I agree to an extent because I think, like you said, it's crazy how Ray Allen reinvented his game. And I still yeah. look at him as one of the best pure shooters. Cause like, Oh yeah. I think Curry's the most creative shooter and is the best shooter because of his long range. But if each of them had to hit a certain amount of three pointers, I would take Ray Allen just cause I trust his pure form and everything. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's gorgeous. But like, I think I would take clay just for the fact that clay's always been a two way player. Ray Allen's defense has never been phenomenal, but Clay Thompson's has. And I, I can agree with you on that to a sense, but I also look at it as how far they've gone in their careers. And I've got to see the entire picture of Ray Allen. And I just look at that as like, that's admirable of what yeah. he's done. And he wasn't a bad defender. It's not as if he was trash. He was a solid defender in his prime. So he was he was like one and a half way of a player, if that makes any sense. He was yeah. close, but he just wasn't there yet. So I still feel like on a pure athlete, like Ray Allen could have had a Vince Carter career. He really could have, and then just went out and left. Vince Carter's only thing was that he just became a a a role player. He didn't re revolutionize his game to being like you know let me just be catch and shoot. Like let's go off this. So he like he was able to reinvent himself in a better way that continued to help the teams around him win championships. So that's why I'd still go I'd still go Ray Ray. 
but your opinion can change depending on how Clay's career goes. Yeah, like yeah, if we're talking a little bit later and we see like after Clay's big injury, we see him transform his role into something that's more efficient, especially with how Jordan Poole is been playing on his offensive end. So it could change, but right now I still got Ray Ray. All right. Into into the next one. We only have two left. Okay. Which one is more elite? Joe Flacco or Eli Manning? Dude, check down King. Flacco, baby. <laughs> We're talking no. elite talent here. Bro, but no every the only person that embodies elite is Flacco. Look, Manning's been known to be a derp guy. He just derps around. So Flacco's never been known for that. Those checkdowns he has are borderline elite. <laughs> All right? He's still a goat right now with the Jets, man. Wait, he's still on the Jets? I thought he was a Yeah, he agent. is. Oh, no, shit. he's still on the Jets. He's going to lead them playing. to the next Super Bowl under Robert Sala. He is. Niners dude, Robert Sala, dude, Robert Sala oh, is going to start him week one. I forgot who else is on that team. Nobody puts it in the right place like Zach Wilson. Dude, he he, he has, the, he has 3, all the weapons. <laughs> dude, he's got all the right weapons, man. Like, Zach Wilson's a god. What can we say about him? <laughs> All right, last one on my list, and I already know your answer, but I want to hear you justify it. Which is better, Mike Trout or Derek Jeter? Trout. How so? Jeter was literally rated for three, four consecutive years by all MLB players and coaches as the most overrated player in the MLB. That special play he made against Oakland, any real baseball player will know, anybody who's played, uh, especially in high school, will know what a double cut is. So those double cutoffs, especially in those alleys in Oakland where they seep through a lot farther, you got to have double cuts. So what happened was Jeter had a bad miscommunication on that play. And he didn't recognize that was the runner off first, you got to be covering for home in those situations. So he didn't recognize what his job was. So he stood there and then realized, oh shit, like I forgot, I got my job. So it was a blown assignment, but luckily by the grace of his teeth was able to flip that ball to home to make the play. Like that play should have never happened because of the fact that he forgot his entire assignment. He's been an okay contact hitter, but he isn't the greatest to ever grace the game. He's only a goat because the New York media loved him because he handed out gift baskets to every girl he bagged. <laughs> like he gave out autographed gift baskets to them. Trout is seriously a player that is doing stuff that we haven't seen of how overly efficient and how big of a five tool athlete he is. Jeter's not, not a five tool athlete. So I feel like that's a good enough answer for itself. I would recommend staying out of New York after this podcast. links. <laughs> I don't care. They can hit. Dude, I got people back at Oklahoma who are diehard Yankee fans, and they hate me when I say it. But I'm like, look, you played baseball. You know it's true, oh, and they always try to deflect. So you've said this before. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, I actually tweeted out on his birthday, and I said uh, when the MLB posted that play, I was like, he blew his own assignment as a shortstop. Like, I don't know why we're celebrating a, a like an awful defensive error by a shortstop that just got lucky on a play. <laughs> All right. Like, well, that well that that concludes the which is better aspect. Um, <laughs> I'm more surprised you didn't ask me anything about um, Tom Brady. 
I thought about it, but I know your opinion on him has changed. And I thought about bringing up Muddle and all has that, it, but I was like, nah. Has it super changed? Has it changed? I believe you believe he was a benefactor of his system, but there's no denying that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Well, yeah, based on wins, of course. It's more than that. It's more than that. <laughs> Talent-wise, no. No shot. Well, like I said earlier, talent-wise, we can say Aaron Rodgers is... Actually, we can now say Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback of all time, but like... There's more to it. Like Joe Burrow has that dog in him that Herbert doesn't, even though Herbert's more talented. Yeah. All right. All right. We back? We back? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is uh, at the time of this podcast being recorded, Deshaun Watson's suspension came out. Bullshit. It was, he was awarded a six-game suspension. Shit. What is your thoughts on that suspension, and is it justified or not? bullshit it, it, it's nowhere near justified this man seriously look you can't have 23 people coming out here saying like yo this was super inappropriate i i feel i feel i can't even think of the right word right now it, it, it's a total bullshit punishment right there that dude should have had a full year suspension the fact that calvin ridley is suspended for an entire year while he was in the middle of taking a mental break away from the game, so he wasn't even playing at the time, and like, oh yeah, add on an extra year. It was like, really? Deshaun Watson's, like, this has been an ongoing investigation. The NFL's always been at odds about how they actually punish players based on them actually doing shit, and that is only six games? With all the evidence that mounted up, you only get six? It should be a one- to two-year suspension. It's a flip-flop thing to me, because, like, I agree... In the sense that if you give Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley a one-year suspension, you should give Deshaun Watson one as well. But I think you and me had this argument, too, of like when Ezekiel Elliott got the uh, suspension. It was six games as well. But like he had beat it in a, in a court. Deshaun Watson beat this in a court. So it's I feel like it's almost flip-flop in the sense that like – I didn't think Ezekiel Elliott, but I, but he beat I get it the in difference is he didn't beat it in a federal court. Uh, the difference between one person and 23 is pretty fucking apparent, too. Yeah, that that's my thing about it is like, look, 23. Like, I don't know if it was one or two, then you have a better case to being able to get away, get getting away with it. You do. But 23, dude, there's no chance. Did you hear what OJ Simpson came out and said? Oh, Jesus Christ, what did he say? He said, that's it. That's a proper number of games you should be suspended for. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Dude, Ben Roethlisberger probably advocated for him, too. OJ Simpson, a killer on the field and a killer <laughs> on Twitter, am I right? Dude, that's just pathetic. But yeah, I, I agree. It, but I understand the sense that of giving Ridley a harsh punishment in the sense that it, it it interferes with the integrity of the game, which is why Pete Rose was punished as hard as he was by the MLB when he did the gambling thing. But like, I don't see anything wrong with betting on yourself or betting on your team if you're not point shaving. Uh, Look, you can't advocate for people to start doing sports betting. Yeah, yeah. And then be upset if another player in your league actually is doing that on 
like 1500 bucks. Look, I get it. It's not a good moral look, but there's a lot of things that players can do that are immoral and are totally legal in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a two-way street in these situations. You you're either well, I I get that betting on the game hurts the integrity though cuz like realistically, like if everyone's betting like I look at things in the sense of what if you can create almost, okay, this is going to get you riled up, but like how the NBA used to fix games to lean towards the Lakers as opposed to the Kings. Oh, yeah. But if you well, have players that have control bet, over that. I feel like if you're going to bet, it can't be in your profession. It has to be a different sports league. Oh, I, I that agree. the rule. But like since Ridley did bet, what should his punishment have been? Or do you? Th- I think the year was fine if Deshaun Watson got a year. But yeah, if no. you're going to give Deshaun Watson six games, give Ridley like in the neighborhood of six to eight. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Ridley's punishment was fair. I'm not going to say it was bullshit, but I'm just saying if I look at Deshaun Watson, and this is a dude who's going into federal court for allegations that are made against him that have significant evidence, and you walk away with six, that just can't happen. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, The next thing I want to touch on is on the 26th episode of the Intoxicated Intellects, our ghost, our ghost, Jesus fucking Christ, I've only had two beers, man, what the fuck, our guest, (laughs) Luis, had said that Raiders fans have had it the hardest out of all sports fans, to which I rebuttaled, Connor is a Kings fan, he would beg to differ, do you have a rebuttal to that statement? Look, we've seen the teams that uh, Luis drafts in fantasy, man. I mean, a lot of what he says and his opinions don't matter to me no more. I don't look. One team oh, is lives ruin on the podcast. <laughs> what can I say, man? What can I say? But nah, I don't know how, what what there even is a rebuttal. The, the Kings are the factory of sadness, man. <laughs> like you're, over you're like, and I've over. been going through it more than you. <laughs> yeah, like let's have let's ha- let's have the real battle of who's been more depressed. How many times have the Raiders made the playoffs in the past two decades or past fifteen years? Hmm. Uh, three, twice, two or three times. All right, cool. How many times have the Kings made it? None. End of story. Isn't that the rebuttal right there? No, Mariner fans would like Ord. <laughs> yeah, but their team's doing all right. You're almost no, sad. You're like, damn it. Now I'm going to have to take the crown as the most sad fan base moving forward. Well, I mean, it's not Cleveland anymore. The Kings knew they were up. <laughs> well, you guys haven't had a chance at LeBron. You just had a chance at the white LeBron and Luka Doncic. And you <laughs> fuck that up. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We both did not think he was going to be what he is today. Hey, he's LeBron without a vertical. Let's just be honest. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> No, but look, Raider fans can say all they want. They can cry all they want. But at the end of the day, the Kings literally deal with the most amount of crap. Because at least in the NFL, it's only 16 or now 17 games. The Kings are 82 games. So you got to watch that shit five times more. Hey, but you know what? To give Raider fans a little bit of credit, you both got screwed by the league in order to push an agenda. Uh, the Raiders had the whole, uh, what, what was it? The Tom Brady tuck rule. And then the 
Kings had the whole referees rigging the games, which I'm also extremely excited for that uh, docuseries net Netflix is going to release. And apparently that ref has a book. I kind of want to check that out too. Yeah, Tim Donaghy. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to check it out. <laughs> yeah, but no. It, it, it's crazy how these sport leagues will protect their babies. That's all about money, man. That's all these leagues are for. It's all about the profits. It's all about revenue. That's why the Heat lost. <laughs> you, sir, are delusional. Hey, come on. You know Max Drews' heel wasn't down. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but you really think... I mean, they did it to New England. I feel like the worst thing sport franchise or sport sport leagues do is actually rig games for Boston fans to be more excited about. And then we have to deal with them. Dude. Boston fans have a cool accent. We can't have them have championships, too. Yeah. Yeah, no. In, in your best Boston accent, uh, how do they act? They act retarded. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that's my go-to of my Boston accent. <laughs> and then a fucking baby pops out. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm... <laughs> It's 5 o'clock somewhere, so Connor, I hope you have a drink on deck, because uh, I'm going to ask you a trivia question. If you get it correct, I will chug my beer. If you get it wrong, you have to chug your beer. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. We were just talking about the Kings, and we were also just talking about Prime DeMarcus Cousins. So I'm going to ask you a question, and you have a 50% chance of getting it correct. Okay. True or false, DeMarcus Cousins is a top five points leader in Sacramento Kings history. That's true. He's actually number one. That is incorrect. DeMarcus Cousins is the sixth points leader in Kings history. Behind, uh, he would, he's literally. Wait, what's he number one in? Uh, I thought he was number one in Technical fouls in Kings. for sure. <laughs> Probably. No, but I thought there was an actual stat that he was number one in Kings history. If for. I'm if I'm not mistaken, oh, I was gonna say double doubles, but that's wrong too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, no, I think it could have been double doubles because oh, uh, turnovers. <laughs> I have the list right here. I swear to God, it's turnovers. And what else? Uh, that's the only one. Rashawn Holmes is on a lot of these. Uh, defensive rebound percentage, total rebound percentage. Mike D'Antoni played for the Kings? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Usage percentage, he's number one. But uh, he's actually sixth on the points uh, list, and he's he was one point away from being fifth. Behind uh, Mitch Richmond? S- Sam Lacey. I think Richmond could Oh, because you know why? Okay, okay. Does it count be- even though... Those teams weren't even in Sacramento. I think it's Kings history because, like, I use basketball reference for this. I know, but like in current Kings history, since the move to Sacramento, well, Oscar Oscar Robertson holds number one. That that was Rochester. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'll I'll pull up the whole list. Yeah, pull Uh, the list. Well, Mitch Richmond would be Sacramento, but everyone else was uh, Rochester. So it's Jack Twyman. Uh, Tiny Archibald, Sam Lacey, yeah. and then after Demarcus is the goat Peja. Really, Peja? I bet you uh, Fox moves up this list pretty quick, though. Mm-hmm. I think I think oh, Robertson. I think Robertson will keep it for a while, though. Oh yeah, no, he will for a while. No, but okay. 
I'm half right. In King's okay. history. Oh, 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 well, we said... I said Kings, didn't I? But those were the Rochester Royals. But that's the Kings team. I'll, I'll tell like you what. You... I'll, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll do a chug oh. with you. All right. Bet. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Oh, man. <laughs> I used to All always right. love the, the Mike's, the hard seltzers. Like, I thought they were always really good. I used to have like mango because it kind of tastes like a NOS energy drink. Yeah. And now I'm like, yo, it just tastes like battery acid. To be honest, I'm not big on seltzers, but I'm trying to like wean towards them because I want to lose weight. And like beery beers, like they they, they put on that weight. Uh, Kirkland you, seltzers. The, Mount, the Mountain Dew ones and the Bud Light hard sodas are pretty solid. The Kirkland seltzers I recently got from Costco. They're fucking pretty good. That's not bad. And, and they're a lot of cheap are like, oh, he, he's a fucking Mike's hard seltzers guy. I was like, look. Look, it, it took me a while for me to get into drinking to begin with. Like, I think I'm the most, I was the least expected person to ever actually have a drink that you ever knew. No, it, it, it's 100% true. Because remember, I kept, okay, this is going to sound bad. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> I kept offering to teach you how to drink while you were coming up, allegedly. And uh, <laughs> I never expected you to start drinking. And then, allegedly, you did once you got to uh, college. We started dabbling in it, and it was, but to be honest, you did it kind of like on the schedule I expected. I expected you to do it when you turned 21, and allegedly, you were close to doing it when you were like around that age, so like it it, it didn't throw me off that much, but like you definitely tapped into it a lot later, and I had told you the stuff to ease into because I started off the same oh, way. Yeah, I was no, Mike's Hard it, Lemonade. Cause it, beer was your life les- it was your life lesson that you taught me of like having the two bottles of water before you go to sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saves you like, from a hangover every oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's been the lifesaver. No, I wake up in the morning. I'm great. I've switched over to Liquid IV. Liquid IV is now what saves me in the morning. But <laughs> I used I've to had... do that as a pre-workout. Like, now... That would be the hydration for me. Now that's my like... Uh, that's me getting old it's the years of alcoholism kicking in that i have to use the liquid ivs <laughs> you old man you you old man dude i'm having gray that's, hairs that's already why, what that's the why, fuck that's, that's, why your con- that's why your contact name's still father on my phone i still think it's hilarious and sorry to whoever's listening but like <laughs> connor used to have me saved in his phone as father and I would text do. and okay still does would text me when a date was going bad saying call me and tell me to go home so i would call he would show the girl that it says father <laughs> and, then, and then he would answer and i go son did you leave the dishes in the sink get your ass home <laughs> and you'd be like what dad i'm here i don't I said, I don't give a fuck. I'll slap you in your penis. <laughs> and here's the girl go, what? <laughs> you better get home now. I'll kick your ass seven days Sunday. <laughs> Son, if you don't get here right now, I have a 55-gallon drum of whoop-ass. And I'm ready to bar it all over you. And it, it, your acting was horrible, by the way. You were like, oh, sorry, Dad. I'll come home. <laughs> oh, God, no. It was bad. No. The funny thing was about that is like you were four for four of there was never a time that I sent out that message that you did not call me within like two minutes. Oh, I was prepared. I was always on deck for you, bro. <laughs> well, no, the thing was there could be times that we're having a conversation and like one of us doesn't respond for like four or five hours or even a day because like we're yeah. busy. 
But anytime I sent that message, immediately, like it was the fastest call I'll ever receive. Like you, you're glued to your <laughs> phone, dude. It saved my ass so many times. Like I'll never forget. I was uh, like, I was hanging out with this one girl, and, and literally, I was just hanging out with her. Like nothing even bad. And like I go, go over to her place, and uh, and she she put on like she was just very different from wh- when I used to see her. And the entire time, she's literally talking about all the drugs she's taking, like, all the shit she's done. And I'm like, cool. Like, I really am at a point, like, I don't care, and I don't really want to be here at all. And I'm just like, all right, I didn't think I'm going to have to pull this out here, but, like, I'm going to have to pull out the father (laughs) method. And I send it, like, yo, SOS, please call me to get out of this. And literally, like, five seconds after I send that message, I'm getting a phone call. Like and every, you, and every you, time it's me screaming through the phone. <laughs> I yeah. remember one. I remember one time I was fucking with you too. Uh, I I started like saying like nonsense shit through the phone, and you were like, you definitely didn't have it on speaker this time. I was like, Son, no. Why the fuck did I? I never had you on speaker I, actually. Oh, I never really? had you on speaker. Cause, no, cause because I heard that, one that of the girls go, huh? In the background yeah, because, when I was like, I'm gonna you slap your loud. penis. Yeah, you were just loud. <laughs> but no. there was like one time I was like, son found a gay porn magazine in your room yeah, i think that, <laughs> was, the come home. And, and, that was the time and you were like oh no way that i'm so sorry i'll be home i promise and i'm like you better promise or i'm, <laughs> or, or I'm gonna use it <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was so funny because the last you, time and you kept going along with it but like like obviously not to our conversation you're like oh i'll be right on it dad <laughs> yeah no i'd just be like yeah 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 yeah, dad, dad i'll do that when i get home i'll do it when i get home. you fine i'll get home now like i'd always try to like have some like oh well maybe i could just do it when i get home maybe i'll get you upset and then you'll be like no get your ass home it's like okay all right fine 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 <laughs> no dude that was the biggest lifesaver of my entire life like that was like my early days of like finally kind of learning how everything was going like when you hit that 16 17 age range like you don't know shit like you always think you kind of do and it was like good when you have those scapegoats of like when you get completely catfished you gotta get out of jail going sour dude what was funny because it all started as an inner joke like it was an inside joke about it like people actually thought you were my dad like we did a snapchat bit when we were walking somewhere damn how old am i thought i was your actual dad because you had facial hair at the time i was i was just a sophomore in high school and it it was the camera angles it's late at night they see you with the facial hair (laughs) so immediately they assume because you i literally say just chilling out here with my father and you're like i'm gonna show you where you came from it's like no no dad no (laughs) so like people will be like is that actually your dad i'll be like yeah because people were just oblivious at the time. So then I actually put your contact ne- name down as father. And then, I don't know. Oh, I got to remember that reason that I, I actually used that as a situation. There was one that you told me. And, I mean, you have control over editing these podcasts. So it. if you have to bleep it out, you already know. Go for it. There was one time where you said that you went to go hang out with a girl. And she was trying to progress too fast, and you weren't into it. And you text me and said, hey, right now I'm hanging out behind a CVS, and she's advancing things. I don't like it. SOS, please call and pretend to be my dad. And so I called and said, son, you better get home immediately. And you're like, what? Why? And I go, you didn't clean your fucking room. <laughs> like, just just yeah, something you're no. like, oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. Dad. And, and then uh, like I heard you like try to block the phone, like doing a fake one. And you're like, 
I think I have to go. And I was like, yeah, yeah you have to go. Like, and then you're like, oh, sorry. And then, and then like you left and then called me like 30 minutes later. And you're like, dude, you're a lifesaver. I felt uncomfortable. Oh. No, what happened was, is that there was nothing at like, I'm just sitting there with her. I was like, what, what the fuck am I doing now? Like, I need to go home, but like, she won't leave. Cause like, it's like kind of one of those situations where it's like, oh, she's thinking that something's about to happen. And I'm like, look, uh, I didn't expect any of this shit to actually occur. Yeah. I'm good. Like I barely like that's just not that's just not where I'm at. And then I'm just like, how do I get out of this? And I was like, oh, father, my contacts. Because I think you sent me a text message or something during that time. I, I probably and, did here. And then I was kind of thinking. I was putting the pieces together. I was like, maybe this is the right idea. Maybe 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 like you can act like my dad again to get me out of this situation. And I think I, I think I used it. Yeah, four times, three or four times. Uh, it, it helped my ass like crazy of like yeah. some of the stupidest shit I do because like I, I didn't know much better. I yeah. just didn't like I, well, I was still new to everything everything. everything is a trial and error. But you're lucky because oh, yeah. you you got to get out of jail free card. Most of us don't because like I never even oh, yeah. thought to put something like that in my phone. But since it was our inside joke, like it just came natural, and oh, so you yeah, had no. that one in your back pocket. Well, and it, it was just like all the like everything just kind of just lined up to each other. It was like whoa, this is an idea like. Let's see if this works. Like, let's see if this actually works. And I was like, yep, it does. And it worked in California and it worked in Delaware one time. <laughs> you know what's funny is I still remember, like, every time we'd hang out, we did one of the father and son, like, Snapchats, right? And one of yeah, my favorite ones, and this is crazy that your friends would fucking think I was your actual father. Because what dad talks like this, except maybe mine. <laughs> I was like, I, I think son- I still got the videos. I, I definitely have this one on my phone because it's my favorite. Uh, son, oh, for Valentine's Day, we're going to get Twin a hooker, Towers one. And we're going to double team her like the planes into the Twin Towers. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, whoa, dad. <laughs> no, I remember that. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to find that video and use that as promo for this, by the way. <laughs> Bro. Where where is it? Where is it? Where is it? No, it's at least six video. years ago because I stopped getting Snapchat notifications. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in 2017 right now. Oh my god, that oh dude, that was I remember my favorite, you said though. that, and I remember I just started looking around like, what the fuck did you just say? Like the, the <laughs> other one on the same day because I was wearing that fucking uh that little yeah we were airplanes at the mall. yeah I was wearing an airplanes fucking like little uh dad sweater too. And that's why I came up with the whole twin planes thing into the twin towers. Uh, but the other one I said is, son, do you need some Valentine's Day advice? And you're like, yeah, dad. I go, you want to get a girl flowers and then fuck her till she fuck her anally till she screams. And you're like, yeah. really? Dad? Oh, <laughs> I think I got it. it. You have it. Yeah, out here bonding with my dad. Hey, dad, where do babies come from? You want to see where you came from, son? Oh. <laughs> well, that, that, that was one of them. Where, that was the Pokemon one. That was when we'd go Pokemon hunting. Yeah, those would be the days we'd go to Rayleigh's. And then remember, I had my phone stolen at Rayleigh's Shit, one time. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we sat there and got like a. It was a slice of pizza, right? And then you yeah, left we got it a slice on the of table. Pizza. I left and then it on the we table. Left and came back, and then it was gone. I left. I went to a different aisle. I didn't even leave the grocery store. I wasn't gone. I, I didn't even leave it for about two minutes, and it was gone. Like, because, and the reason for that, a lot of people could be like, well, why would your dumbass do that? I used to have to bring portable chargers around. Like, that was the big thing during those times. And so my portable charger had the density of my iPhone, had the same feel 
and it had the same like fe- like had the same feel in my pocket. So I thought it was already in there, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I left my phone back there, and so I start walking back. And this is just when Snap Maps were just now a thing. Yeah. And I remember I kept mine on just because of oh. like if I ever like I I thought it was like yeah, it's probably the smart thing to have it on. And I literally remember just seeing my my Bitmoji driving away, like because we opened up your phone, yeah, and we yeah. were watching it go through. I'm like, yeah, my phone's gone. And we kind of kept thinking, it's like, well, why would it be on the other side of the grocery store? Like, it's just probably the maps are outdated. No, I literally watched the car go. Did I ever tell you I found my phone on eBay? I found that you phone found on eBay on about a year eBay? later. Yeah. I tried calling the cops to tell them, like, hey, I, had a, I have this active case, and I literally see it right here, and nothing happened. I even Jesus tried going to the house. So the reason I knew it was mine is I had this super adhesive sticker on there. Like, it was, like, super tough to get it off. And so I could tell. Because I once kind of slightly peeled it off and I saw it left a ring on my phone. That exact ring was on the phone a year later. And the seller was in the same town? Yeah, it was in Roseville. Yeah. And it was right next to the Rayleigh's. (laughs) In the same direction that car went when it drove off, when my Bitmoji was driving away. Same exact location. Why couldn't we use uh, Track My iPhone to find it? Because you shut the phone off. Once you shut your phone off on Track My iPhone, during that time it was done. That was that was a later feature where they finally turned it on. Yeah, and then we, we I had to get my I had to file a claim with AT and T, and the automated voice message system says like when we're trying to activate the phone, we're going through the managed devices, and it says last active, twenty five minutes ago, and we're like, what the phone's still active, and like so we're trying to like pull up any information that we can get. The police are like we we care less. You're sixteen. You lost your phone. Like yeah. boo hoo, but that was like that was one of the weirdest times that we went Pokemon hunting of like. Yeah, I lose my phone. Watch it just get fully stolen right then and there. Just driving away. I was like, dude, this sucks. Watching it drive away. Yeah, watch too. it drive away. And I'm just thinking like, oh, Snap Maps are probably just outdated. And of course, there's no well, security cameras in the no, grocery no, store. And, and the funny thing is, is that that was back in a time where Snap Maps were fucking almost borderline illegal. Because like, remember, now you have to literally send a Snapchat for it to tell you where they are and when they sent it. But back yep. then, it would track you 24-7. Yep. And, and the thing was is that he turned my phone off about 10 minutes later because I called it like five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We called it from my phone. Yeah. And, it, and then and, it just started going straight to voice. Yep. And there was no, like, I always felt like there was going to be, like, some creepy, scary movie type shit. Be like, 500 bucks, or the phone's going to fucking get it. <laughs> I'm like, no. Because, I mean, I, 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 had, I had a lot of, like, big information on there, like, some big stuff during that time. Like, I had a lot of, it wasn't, wasn't booty pics, no. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, I kept that private, no. No, but, like. They call him Big Booty Bergen for a reason. He got a dump <laughs> truck. <laughs> I remember, I was, no, I remember during this time, I was kind of dating, I was dating this one girl, and we just got back from Disneyland. And literally, like, I had all these photos and everything. It was a great time. Oh, Jesus Christ. And my phone never backed up. So I lost. No, 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 no. It wasn't bad photos. It wasn't bad. Okay. No, no, no. It just was just memories. regular photos and shit. Okay. Yeah. So like, I didn't realize. I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I just lost all that, and my phone didn't have enough storage to do the routine backup. Like, you know how yeah, your phone yeah. will back up every time it charges. My phone didn't do that because it ran out of storage. So I lo- I lost all my everything for like a one year span. So like all my contacts gone. Like I didn't know any of the numbers texting me at that time. Like I had to reget everything. Like I, I had a few basics. So it was like, man, I, I like, I had a lot of stuff on there. It was like, man, I kind of, I wish I was able to keep again. I, I, had, small a, shit. I, I had a similar thing happen. Cause like right when the pandemic started, 
uh, or like two months prior to the pandemic starting, I had bought a new iPhone and then transferred everything from the old one to the new one. And then as soon as the pandemic started, literally like a week after the pandemic has started, uh, my fucking phone like was glitching. So I tried to reset it. And when I reset it, it wouldn't turn back on. And I took it to the Sprint store. Uh, rest in peace, Sprint. <laughs> uh, and the fucking like cashier helping me goes, I guess you could say you have a bad apple. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, it might be rotten. <laughs> he's, he's like laughing his ass off. And like, meanwhile, I have nothing. I have n- like no contacts, no photos. Everything I had had on my phone over the past like fucking four years just gone and then i took it to best buy and they reset it like completely but i lost everything yeah now i remember i remember when you first made the switch to iphone and like you run into some of the worst luck ever humanly possible i really it it should just be like the easiest switch of all time you're like, I hate it. I hate everything. I was like, how do you hate iPhones? Like, oh, I've well, lost I hate everything. Technology. My speaker broke. And it was like, yeah, I know. You're, you're, you're literally someone who's like 70 years old in a 24-year-old body. I fucking hate technology. It's hella funny because uh, me and my girl went to the movies the other day. And they changed oh, the parking. Like, we, we go to Emeryville. And there's like a parking structure. And normally, you could just pay the parking. But we always go and get it validated and all that because we go to the movies. They changed it now to where you have to download a fucking app. And I said, we will never come back to this movie theater. (laughs) I will not. I will not download a fucking app to park my car. They can suck my whole fucking (laughs) Dude, like, I, I just like. That's the most. That's the number one Kyle thing, and this is somebody who who I've been hanging out with you for near a decade now. You've never changed from that method. The funny thing is, if I so I didn't download the app. I parked, and they do have a station, so I had to wait in line to pay at the like little toll booth station. It's a pain in the ass to pay. By the way, you can only pay with card, and that pisses me off too. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, if you do download the app, if you go to the movie theater. You can get your <laughs> parking validated. <laughs> but I refuse. I will not download an app. I will not become victim to technology. Of course you won't. I, I, just, I, I don't even know what to be able to say with you anymore about that stuff, man. You, you're such an old soul. I am. I should have been born, you know. A long time ago, but I'm here now, and apparently I'm old enough to be your dad, according to the people that fucking saw me on your Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, shout out Wickery High School, bunch of fucking morons, man. I really hope you send this to people from Woodcreek. <laughs> You're like, hey, hey, am I a fucking moron asshole? <laughs> I mean, they kind of all are. Like, all I grew right, up I... in an area where it was all about, like, we were like Roseville was always a middle upper middle class area. And yeah. so like a lot of people tried acting like they were the upper class. So it was all about kind of like a flex game to everything. And it was like, bro, I'm 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 not I'm not in it for the rat it, race here. Like I'm here just to get my no, fucking GED and walk out. The funniest fucking thing to me about Roseville, and mind you, I'm gonna shit on this town despite me going to it somewhat regularly, is there's a in between of the people who A think they're like better than everybody else which there's just that general sense in that area because it's like a richer area uh 
but there's the people that are rich and think they're hard. And that fucking makes me laugh so hard. It's like, dude, you're from the burbs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like you are not going through it. Why the fuck are you repping the NBA young boy? <laughs> no, no, dude. It, Roseville's a weird mix. It, it It's definitely full of a lot of characters. <laughs> but it's also one of the best cities you can be able to, like, raise a family like one of the no, most it, well-ran cities you could ever I, be I th- in i think it's a super safe city but i'll be honest with you i don't think i could live there like fully because like i get yeah, tired you of went from panola the, there there's no chance in hell you'll survive there's just a pretentious energy from that area and like i've gotten fucking called out and mind you i'm as pale as fucking as can be like i i could definitely pass as a vampire in twilight but like i had people like <laughs> fucking call me out for like how i dressed <laughs> oh yeah and no that, that's a roseville it, thing and there's just that borderline racist energy too in in roseville and oh, just yeah. i don't know the the whole stuck up fucking i i don't know there's there's few people in that area that i like love and you were one of them <laughs> appreciate to it. this to this day, it still doesn't feel right when I go up there and I don't have Big Booty Bergen to call on to go on an adventure. Dude, trust me, to this day, it still feels weird every time I'm flying back home that my connecting flight isn't to Sacramento. Every time I look on the board, because Philadelphia, P, and S are pretty close to each other, and Sacramento, SA, is always up at the top. And I'm like, okay, Sacramento, my flight's going in like four hours. Oh, I'm going back to Philly. And then it's just like, aw. Yeah, because I, I mean, I miss, I miss the West Coast. I I, I miss it because out here on the East Coast, and the one thing that people have to realize of a difference is like, say you call a plumber to come fix something. On the West Coast, I, I know in, in Pinole, sometimes it's been a little iffy for you, but in Roseville, it's like if you call someone the first time, they come out, they get it done right. In Delaware, you got to call them like five times because they're going to fuck up some other area. And they're going to do the most half-assed job you'll ever see. And so, like, California is such a rat race in a sense of, like, if you're not first, you're last and you suck. Like, okay, Ricky start Bobby. finding something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, start finding something you're good at or else you're not going to make it. De- out on the East Coast, it's just like, yeah, I mean, you can be mediocre at what you do and just be okay. And you'll be able to make it somehow. It's like, I, I don't appreciate how that works because then, like, I feel like I'm the hardest working person that you see around here when it's like, look, I'm I'm just a typical average worker to this. Like, I'm not even going above and beyond. I'm literally just being genuine. And out here on the East Coast, that's like one of the most rarest things you ever see. Standards are held different because there's less competition. The fact that there's less of yeah. a population, there's less people fighting for it. And so if you're just average, that's good enough. Oh, yeah. And, and Meanwhile, I, I'm in one I, of those here spots. you have to be at the I want to keep fighting to be the... Yeah, I keep yeah, I like that method. I like that mindset cuz it trains you to keep trying to find new ways to get better. It keeps exactly. kind of pushing yourself. And I feel like that having that kind of mindset will actually get you somewhere in life. And that's why we hear a lot of more success stories of people who came up in California. It's like, look, we all grew up in that. Like, that's just the way it is in these big markets. That's what you grow up with. You go to all these small states, it's like that that's just not how it is. Like I th- those I th- mindsets I think this- I think the small states are better in different aspects because in California, they're better for retirement. 
Well, the like other states, they're kind of more like they're better fix it yourself type people, though. They're definitely not better in the. Well, I this is going to sound old to me, technological state, but like, like, oh, God, if, if you had to build your house from the ground up, I feel like in those middle states is probably the better place to be. California has their good people for that. But like, I, I, I guess what you're saying is the overall market. So it's something different. But. Yeah. Like, I like being in an uber competitive, competitive market to where I'm having to look at myself and be like, how am I going to become one of the best? Like, yeah. how am I going to continue to elevate my level of what I do? And you don't get down the East Coast. It, it, and, it's just not there. You don't get it in the Midwest. And and that kind of hurts your drive, too, to an extent. Because, like, I, I know well, how you are. It you're, helps you're competitive. me out here. No, it helps it, me but, out here because no one else is doing this. But but I know how your drive is. You're competitive. You're like, oh, who's going to yeah. push my limits? <laughs> who's going yeah, to make I me look better? For it. And, and you... you seek out that drive like back when we used to hoop you used to go oh man when i when i hoop uh with my friends like i fucking smoke them it's not fun then we would hoop together and mind you you'd kick my ass more often than not but regardless <laughs> i'm bringing you to the deep waters like we're getting into a dog fight yeah on you, you got the physicality i i got the athleticism and shot so like but your physicality you could back me down and tire me out quicker yeah yeah so but, like, like you had an entire different post game but 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 outside of basketball, just in general, your drive yeah. is you want to be better than other people. You want better competition to be the best. Back to the Talladega Nights, one of the greatest movies ever made. God bless America. <laughs> you need the Ricky Bobby to your Joan Gerard <laughs> in order <laughs> to achieve your greatness. And I, regardless, I think you're going to strive regardless of whether there's a Ricky Bobby there or not. You're going to win some NASCAR <laughs> championships. Yeah, but, I appreciate you. But, like, I do think you outlook for that somebody to take you higher. That That's what I notice about yeah. you is you look for and somebody like to push that. you to your limits. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that because, like, look, I'm not going to learn anything if I don't. Like, it's just not how I operate. Like, I got massive ADD. So, literally, like, I'm going to be thinking of 5,000 things at once. And I'm not going to get – I'm not going to stay focused on that one thing. So, it's good for me to kind of have that light underneath, like, that fire under my ass where it's like, yo, you got to kind of keep keep working your way up. Keep kind of staying, staying driven onto your one thing here. Like, look, there's only so much help Adderall can give me right now. Like, I, I need to at least have something I'm looking towards. And so, it happens here and there. And it is good to kind of have that chip on your shoulder. I, f- I feel like I think everybody could agree to that if – when you have that chip on your shoulder, it's tough to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, growing up in California where everyone's kind of a piece of shit to one another, it's like, yeah, you can build that chip on your shoulder pretty quick. Like, you you can be able to remember one thing somebody said to you, like, nine years ago. It's like, all right, that's going to light the fire under my ass today. Well, that that actually leads perfectly into one of my last few questions for you. Uh, I was you, – you have three home states. I want you to rank those three, which are California, Delaware, and Oklahoma. How would you rank those Cal- in order from best to worst? California, California, California. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Does that no, mean you'll, right. you'll, you'll be coming back home to daddy soon? Actually, I am. Late September, early October for a few days. I'll be out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. We definitely yeah. have to link up. Like, Yeah, we'll do something. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah because I arrive a Friday at mi- like on a Friday at midnight, so literally Saturday, and then I leave Monday. So like I got a wedding to do on but, Saturday, but, but Sunday but and Monday it, I'm it's off. in the SAC area, right? It's not like LA or yeah, nothing. Uh, no, not SAC. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's in SAC. It's um, 
a past Auburn, actually. Uh, okay, okay. Colfax, not Colfax. Oh God. It, 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 regardless, it's in no, the nine one six area, so it's an easy drive for me. Why do I know the city name? Why do I know the city name? I'm, I'm a I total fuck right now. I don't think your bro wants you to post his wedding out there. Have you seen the movie Newcastle? Wedding Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> bro, he no, it doesn't matter. Newcastle. That was a city. No one knows where that is. They're fine. Like that's one of the smallest cities you'll ever see. But um. Yeah, no, no, I'll be out there for like my flight leaves Monday, but it's like at 5 p.m. So yeah, I got yeah. time. Yeah, so yeah. I'll definitely have a little bit of leeway to be able to do something. No, but um, California, Delaware, Oklahoma. Oklahoma finishes last. Yeah, because I've never been in a state where I actually had to open life insurance out of fear of like <laughs> I can get gunned down and nothing can even be said or done. Uh, for those listening, he is from Roseville, not the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. No, but you got to remember. The Oklahoma, Richmond homies, he is not talking about y'all. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma, literally, that state, you can open carry ARs left and right. Oh, Jesus. And God. no uh, one's allowed to call the police unless you have it pointed towards someone's head. By law. If the if the if like If you call someone and... and they find out that they don't have a gun pointed to you, then you're basically getting arrested for wasting a police officer's time or mis- giving a misinformation towards a call. So Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, and living in one of those States that we just saw a mass shooting that happened in Tulsa about an hour away from where I'm at. I'm good. Jesus Christ. So, so I'm uh, like, you know what? Let's, let's open some. Sylvester Stallone uh, gave a quote the other day and he said, Oklahoma properly prepared him for hell <laughs> yes <laughs> Which, easily you'd agree you'd agree with rocky hands down oklahoma has some of the weirdest people i ever met like delaware is weird in, its, in itself too don't get me wrong but at least i have the ocean here at least i have like i'm a 30 minute drive from the ocean we got philly dc baltimore i got some areas i can actually go to and visit so like i'm not too mad at the state it's a boring yeah. state yeah but like at least well, there's other stuff to do within a drive I was telling uh, people the other day, I was like, you know what? When I went to Delaware, I could actually see myself living there. It wasn't like a bad, like I it didn't feel you. uncomfortable. I've been to different states and like I haven't felt at home. Delaware was literally a state where I was like, this is not a bad place. I enjoy it to an extent. But like I, I couldn't live there for the sense of I don't ever see me living outside of California. Oh, that's but, how I felt too. But, like, Delaware is a place where if I was like, fuck, I have to pick another state, that might be one of the ones I go to. Yeah, I mean, it's an East Coast state. As, you got as the weird one, as that got... sounds. No, no, it makes sense because you have the ocean with you, so you're still close to kind of the bay feel. You get all different weather. You get your snow. You get, like, um, you get all the locations near you, so you have a lot of attractions to go out and visit. Like, we went to New York, and that was a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Boston's five. Toronto's seven. Um dc philly baltimore all hour and a half so like you have a lot of different places you get to go to and i mean ocean city is not too bad of a place to go down to for a weekend enjoy yourself go party a little bit like at least you have those options so i mean i look it's it's not bad but it's just not like in my industry and communications delaware is like one of the last places you want to go to unless you're living like right on the border because like there's the border right next to philadelphia so you could be able to kind of just cross in and you're and like oh, I'm 20 minutes Philly, from home. the new york yeah, yeah 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 exactly but other than that it's just like bro like it's just not in my field like if i was like oh, i'll just do finance or accounting oh hell yeah this place is great yeah yeah 
Like all the Cal- Fortune Cal- 500 California companies are in Delaware. California is exactly like the place you would want because all the excitement. Like the Bay Area is one big one, and then well, LA the market. is another big one. Yeah, the market. The market's the market huge. Yeah. It's all about Nielsen market ratings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but that that, that was my only holdback to it. All right. I, I got that, I mean, it's Oakley State. I got two more questions for you, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, right, one, you've been to a lot of uh, MLB stadiums, so I was 16. curious. I was curious, what would you say is the one that you found to be the best? Well, I have I have a rating. I already I have rankings. Okay, Let, let's. I've hear. already wrote all this down. Um, MLB stadiums. Where are you? Ah, here we are. Number one, Camden Yards, Baltimore. Really. Even with the, the most nat- natural, e- beautiful ballpark. Even with the uh, pushed back walls? Yeah, it makes it more natural looking. Uh, I, well, that that's a small piece to it. I, I know what you're talking about. No, that's not what I was referring to. But overall, the entire stadium is very welcoming. The atmosphere is amazing. I just love the natural feel to it. It has historical yeah. meaning into it. Number two, Pittsburgh, PNC Park. I hate the city of Pittsburgh, but that's I love the stadium. I, that's one I really, really want to go to. It's the most bare-bone basic stadium, but it fits so naturally. Remember uh, when I, we were planning like a visit like pre-COVID, and then COVID yeah. came and kind of like wrecked it. We were talking about going to Pittsburgh and checking out yep. that ballpark and then checking out Blue Slide Park, and that would have been fun. But like, yeah, that that is one of the stadiums. I used to play as the Pittsburgh Pirates on MLB The Show because I just <laughs> fucking loved their stadium. <laughs> All right, how far do you want me to go down? Because I'm at I have 16 stadiums. Well, we'll, we'll do your top five. All right, Oracle Park is number three. Okay, love that. I love that. I love San Francisco's field. It's, it's a cool atmosphere. Four is Petco Park. Oh, San Diego, that's a good one. I'm really. And then five. Yeah, go. Oh, is five going to be Yankee. No, really, I really enjoyed when we went to Yankee. I got him at ten. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, number fifth? five. Oh, Angels. Chase Field. Dude, that's a good one too. They have hands down some of the best food selections you'll ever see. Like their food is insane. Well, okay, you're an old soul, and you're also you have the eating habits of a seven year old. So I don't know how much you'll well, love it. I, I, I was just about to say, is it uh, a really strong uh, like Mexican food? Uh, it's everything. They literally have coffee like barista bars throughout okay. there. They have like a shit ton of tequila bars, whiskey bars, rum bars, everything. Excuse so, me, um, sir. You said food. I'm just here in alcohol. <laughs> well, make me go, get ready to drive to Arizona they, they, just off. They, <laughs> they have these like a foot long hot dog that has um like this special oh, queso and peppers added on to it, dude. <laughs> no, but seriously, like I love the atmosphere. Like the walk into the ballpark, it fits really well in downtown Phoenix. I just thought overall, like that stadium fit really well, and also I love that air condition. I'm I'm always (laughs) oh yeah there for that. It's it's an indoor stadium, isn't it? Yeah, but can I at least be able to say the the one stadium that disappointed the absolute shit out of me the most? Oh, I know this one. It's last on your list, number sixteen. It was the Uh -uh, one you just went. Nope. Oh, well, they're not last on my list. Wait, but it's the last wait, one is I Oakland went to. Oakland last. <laughs> Oakland's de- so in my list here, I, I have it down. Number fifteen is Nationals Ballpark. That's the most boring stadium I've ever been to. And in my list, it says fifty million feet of shit below Oakland Coliseum. That's a Moneyball reference. There's the good teams and there's the bad teams. 
Then there's 50 feet of crap. Then there's us. So, Oakland, at least the crowd is a vibe. Yeah, like the 80 people who are there. Sure. The drummers in right field. Yeah, it's the only thing you hear from the parking lot. You hear it on the hey, other side of the 580. You get banged for your buck. Not anymore. They upcharge parking now, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're not lying on that. I, I went to the funny thing is I went to the fucking home opener. Tickets were only 20 bucks, but parking <laughs> was 35. <laughs> Dude, they got to make their money somehow. But all right, most disappointing ballpark I've ever been to so far. And uh, you were about to say it. Miami Marlins. So bad. Food selection sucked. Literally, like you would think in Little Havana that it'd be, oh, authentic Cuban food. You'd have at least something. Nothing. They had five food areas, and all of them sucked. Then I'm shocked that it's not, like, dead last, because at least in Oakland, like, you can get food. They weren't great, but, like, you can get food whenever you want it. Yeah, but one one stadium smells like sewer. (laughs) You might see a rat here and there, but if you have COVID, you can't smell any of it. (laughs) The Nationals aren't last only because it's a newer ballpark. That's it. Uh, but, But the Marlins have to be 14th out of your 16th, right? Marlins are 14, yeah. And yet I and yet Tropicana Field. Tropicana Field's above them. But that stadium looks cool. At least like in the video games. I I find it so fun. I found it so fun when I was there. I had no issue with the ballpark. I was like, this is so retro, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I always enjoyed playing. Wait, do they still have the stingrays like inside the stadium or did they get rid of them? Oh, they do. Okay. But uh the Marlins got rid of their tanks. They used to have yeah, tanks. Yeah, they got rid of everything that's plate, fun. Yeah. Which is fucking pathetic. weird. And then they got rid of Derek Jeter. <laughs> Better than Mike Trout. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, shit, we're over two hours. I got, I got one last question for you. You know I can't let you leave without you telling the story of how you almost got kidnapped in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's set the scene here. Let's set the scene. You so, give your side, I give my side. We're, so we're spending the day in San Francisco. I'm, I'm with you and uh, your family. And so we're walking past Bourdain, the bread company. Um, and I kind of see this kid just in my peripherals. Dude's uh, like, uh, I'm not going to go into your Boston accent on your special word, but he, he has it. He has needs. Uh, he, ha- he has uh, headphones he, over him. He, he has. He was a special needs yes. uh, gentleman. Special needs gentleman. Yeah, and I see him just holding hands with the dad. I don't really think much of it. So we go over, we get our bread bowls, we're enjoying food there. Everything's great. And we're walking back. And this is kind of like at the intersection of where Pier 39 is. And I don't remember what we were going to do. I think we weren't going back to the car. We were I think we were waiting for some somebody. I think we were just waiting. No, we, and, we stopped because we got ahead of the group. So we yeah. were we were waiting at the light because I think we were going to Rainforest Cafe. No, no, no. This was after. That was after. Okay. We already went well, to Rainforest. Re- regardless, we were ahead of the group, so we were yeah. waiting at the light. So we're just waiting at the light, just just chilling there. I, I'm in kind of a baggy Kentucky like blue hoodie. And out of nowhere, I somebody grabs my arm, like iron grip, and I look over. And it's the kid with the headphones in, like the, the kid, the special needs kid. And he has an iron grip on me. And I'm trying to like kind of like shove his arm off. And it's like, look, I don't want to be a dick here. I don't want to push a special needs kid to the ground to get, get him off me. Like, I'm not going to do that. So I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. And I realize his dad's on a phone call. He doesn't speak English. They don't know what the hell I'm saying. 
So I'm like, excuse me. And I look back and I just see Kyle just standing there. And I'm like, okay, bye, Kyle. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm at a shock of like, what the fuck is happening? And so I, I then grabbed his arm and I just yanked it hard off of me. And he looked at me. Then he tried to re-grab my – so like I finally got loose and I start walking back and I look at him. He tries to get loose of his dad and grab my arm again. And his dad just yanked him backwards. And so he walked away. And I start walking back to you guys and your entire family's like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, thanks, Kyle. I almost just got kidnapped there. And you're like, I didn't know who he was. I was like, I didn't know either. So Connor just told his story. But what I had heard was he just assaulted a special needs kid in San Francisco. No. no. <laughs> but let me tell my side of the story because it's 100% different from yours. We're at the light. We're talking. And like I was looking around like across the street. And then, like, Connor is walk like, the light turned green, and Connor is being dragged across the street by a, sp- <laughs> by a special needs man. And Connor looks at me and goes, bye, Kyle, and waves. I'm like, why the fuck is he leaving with that family? <laughs> What's wrong with no, me and mine? I'm just, like, no, I'm just shocked. I'm like, what, what am I doing? And you just kind of, like, look at me. I was like, okay, bye, Kyle. <laughs> well, he- here's the thing. Is if you didn't say bye, Kyle, I would have gone after you. But you said bye, <laughs> Kyle, so nonchalantly that I figured this was your choice. I thought this was a decision. I thought you were like, I made a new friend. I'm leaving you behind. <laughs> no, and I'm just at a point. I was like, what the fuck do I do? And I'm like, I, I don't know if this dude. Like, at first, I was like, maybe he's just doing this as like he's scared. and He was grabbing onto somebody. And I was like, fine, I'll walk across the street with him, I guess. And then he started dragging me past the intersection i was like yo okay i don't know what this is doing now you went like a block and a half yeah i'm still going and i'm like trying to fight his arm and the dad's still on his phone call he doesn't even look in my direction like he he doesn't even give a shit his kid just grabbed some random 16 year old (laughs) and just fucking drags me along and dude this was like the most fucking like iron grip i've ever fucking felt he gripped like fucking hard on my arm you're saying you're, he, you're saying he was strong as a motherfucker, dude. That 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 boy was fucking strong. <laughs> Look, like his his his. There was something going on, man. I, I was gonna make some jokes there, but I, I think it's uh, that'd be Connor. Anyone who out. anyone who has ever seen the movie Peanut Butter Falcon knows what's going on. <laughs> but like, I'm just like fucking shocked of what's even going on. I don't even know how to react. And I see your entire family just starting to walk by, and they're all looking in in my they're direction, all like, confused. The is he doing and i'm like i don't know what the fuck is going on and i go back across the street like did you know that guy i was like no and i look at you i was like the fuck you just standing there for and then everybody yelled at me they're like kyle why didn't you help him i'm like he's saying goodbye (laughs) and they're like what if we had to tell his parents he got kidnapped (laughs) that was just the weirdest fucking thing i've ever been through in my entire life i'm just like i don't i don't even know like another story to that Many people can tell stories. Not many can tell uh, the story of how they got kidnapped by a special needs person in San Francisco. And the funny thing is, I went to that pier the other day and I was telling the story because every time I go to that pier, whoever I'm with, they have to hear that story. Yeah. <laughs> Same crosswalk. I'm like, on the lookout making sure. <laughs> you see him with the huge headset headphones on. You're like, oh, no, no, no. Get away. Get away. 
Just got to be on alert. Don't want to get kidnapped this time. No, my favorite thing is I went back there one time in 2020 before COVID. And I re- I recreated the video and I sent it over to you. I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a good way to end this. Yep, yep. Had to save the best story for last. Oh, but yeah, uh, thank you for hopping on, my bro. And again, can't state can't state this enough. This podcast would not exist without you. Uh, uh, you not only figure it out. Not well. I wouldn't have had the balls to do it. You were the inspiration to do it, and then you're the you're the man who puts it all in motion. So you're you're double homicide. <laughs> hey, anything to help out, man. Anything to help out. Just glad you're able to do it and be able to hop on. It's cool but, seeing the work you're doing. All love, brother. Again, thanks for thanks for everything you do behind this podcast, and uh, thanks for not getting kidnapped in San Francisco. Yeah, thank you for watching me almost get kidnapped. Hey, <laughs> as as you said before, actually, that's a perfect send off. Just say that line, and then I'm gonna cut it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for almost watching me get uh, kidnapped. No, 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 the line you said when you were getting kidnapped. Okay, bye, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>